Dean for the Cubs and Vernon Lefty Gomez for the Yankees. The Yankees call Mr. Gomez goofy and he likes it. The Cubs players refer to Mr. Dean as old Diz and he likes it. Those two fellows are popular with their own mates. They're both idolized by the fans, Gomez by the fans of New York, and Dean by the fans of Chicago. When Gomez steps out on the mound in a few minutes, he's going to have an ambition there to tie one World Series record and to establish a new one. In his career so far, Lefty Grove has pitched five and won five games in the Big Fall Classic. He was with the Yanks in the series of 32, and he pitched and won one game. And in 1936, he pitched and won two games. And last year, he pitched and won two. The record for winning World Series games in six, and it's held jointly by Chief Bender of the old-time athletics and by Wade Hoyt of the Yankees of some 12 to 15 years ago when they first began to assert themselves as a great power team. No other pitchers in the history of the big series have won six games, but Gomez would tie that record if he should win today. And then he has a chance to set a new record for the fall show if he should win because his standing as a World Series pitcher would then be the highest percentage of them because by winning today, he would make it still stronger. Make it a new record because if he wins, he will have gained six World Series records and will not have lost a game. His record would be 6-1 and nothing lost then. The other boys, Bender and Hoyt, who have tapped up six victories, have been charged at least with one defeat apiece. Now, Dizzy Dean's World Series experience until this year has been limited to one fall classic, that of 1934, when he was with the Cardinals and they played the Detroit Tigers. But Dizzy was the outstanding figure of that series and was on the mound in the seventh and deciding game when the Cards beat the Tigers and won the World's Championship. And that, by the way, is the last time that the National League was victorious in the Classic. And old Diz was credited with two victories in that series. And there are fans today in Chicago and in St. Louis and in many other cities who believe that Dizzy is the man who has about just what it takes to beat the Yankees. Of course, we're going to be able to tell you more about that in a couple of hours from now. Right now, we have the park filling up. Actually, hundreds of fans are milling around and being handled very nicely, as we told you yesterday, by Andy Frayne's ushers, who point out the seats and then reach for the next set of tickets. Practically everyone in the park is doing today what they did yesterday. They're standing up in the lower deck. In the upper deck, most of them are seated because they simply have to sit there and look down and see what's going on in the field. The Yankees at the present time are taking their fielding practice. Of course, later on, John Harrington is going to tell you what's going on as far as lineups and things of that sort are concerned. The wind today is not blowing from the north as it did yesterday. It's blowing from the north and the east. That means that a ball hit towards center field will be blown back towards second base. A ball hit toward right field will be blown over toward the right field line. A ball hit toward center field, or I mean left field, with any sort of a carry on it, should come back toward third base. It's a wind blowing in from the northeast off the lake. The temperature is around something like 52, according to the last we heard. We're not interested in the temperature as we are in seeing two teams get hot. Dizzy Dean is warming up for the Cubs, and Lefty Gomez, a left-hander, is warming up for the team known as the Yankees, the Bone Crushers from New York. 
Throws are being made in from the outfield down toward the home plate for the outfielders who have been out there in this fielding practice. And now we're having their fielding practice, too, taking their throws. Selkirk is just making one throw down toward the home plate now. And instead of throwing the ball in full distance like a lot of people do, he's a smart baseball player, and he throws the ball in on a hop. The ball gets down a home plate or any other plate faster if you shoot it on a hop. There was a very bad throw just made by DiMaggio, the ball coming off to the left of the plate. That's why he's out there practicing, to get his eye. This time he makes the peg with the wind back at him, and the ball comes a lot closer. No bounce to it, though, but right straight into the plate. They're shooting another one to him to drive him off to the left a little bit. He mixes the ball and finally picks it up to make his peg toward home plate. The colors are being assembled, and there seems to be a march starting on out in center field with the same band of American Legionnaires that was here yesterday. Of course, there will not be any seats so far as I know. That's simply my guess because it's my understanding that all the grandstand seats and the other seats, the box seats, were sold out. If anybody can go out there and find themselves a spot in the grandstand, they're a better man than I am because they're going to have to get up there and wedge themselves in with a shoehorn. Now, it's the same kind of an overcast day it was yesterday with the exception of the fact that the clouds seem to be more solidly banked and are not the dark scuttling clouds that were there yesterday coming in from the north and west. The wind, as I told you, is also late, coming in from the north and east, from the scoreboard right down toward center field, and then over second base toward home plate. The clouds are a little lighter, and there seems to be a little more light out here than there was yesterday. Now, when Manager Hart had announced last night that Dean was going to be the pitcher today, there wasn't a bit of nervousness on the part of Fizz. Instead, we understand that a great big grin came over his face. He was happy about it. He's that kind of a fellow. He has the competitive spirit. And Dizzy is the kind of a fellow who says, Give me that ball. He's the kind of a man who thinks he may be knocked out in the first inning where he might go out and pitch a nine-inning shutout. But whatever happens, you can bet old Diz will give everything that he has. Dean's record for the year, interrupted by long spells, is seven games won and one game lost against 18 victories and 12 defeats for Gomez. The umpires for today's game are Coles of the American League at the plate, Sears of the National League at first, Hubbard of the American League at second, and Moran of the National League over at third base. Now, we understand that the outbreak of temperament displayed by Lou Gehrig in the eighth inning of that first game yesterday was quite a big surprise to everyone who knows him because he is not given to making demonstrations against umpires' decisions, such as he staged on that instance when he seemed just on the verge of taking a swing at somebody. Gehrig's mates explained that Lou must have been firmly convinced in his own mind that he was right or he never would have acted that way. The thing was, the count was three and two on him. He started to swing at the next pitch, but saw that it was a low hook, and he pulled back the swing and got what he thought was a base on ball. But instantly, Gabby Hartnett whirled, and umpire Moran yelled, foul tip, just as Gabby caught the ball, and he yelled, strike three. Now, Moran agreed with Hartnett that it was a foul tip, and he called strike three on Gary, who by that time was jogging on his way down to first base. The minute Gehrig turned his back and started toward first, umpire Moran had his hands up in the air, and his fingers stuck out, three of them on the right hand, but he did not call until Gehrig had gone down probably five or six feet toward first. Of course, Gehrig's protest was useless because he was protesting on a decision that involved an umpire's judgment. There was no use in protesting in a case of that sort. 
The photographers have been down on the field, literally, by the hundreds today. We understand yesterday that at one time there were 60 or 70 of them down there. But in some way, apparently, some of these boys who are candid camera fiends have gone down there and uh, sort of wiggled out out of the field and commenced to take pictures all over the place. They're thinning out now, so there are probably not more than 25 or 30 of them down there. Most of them, right at the present time, are taking pictures of Dizzy Dean as he warms up, and the others were for a while taking pictures over near the first base dugout, where Gomez is warming up. There will never be any kick from either team as to white shirts in the background out there in the center field bleachers. That's the one thing that the home team and the visiting teams howled about this year, was the fact that it was pretty tough to try to see that ball coming from an overhand pitch if the pitcher was more than four feet high because of the white shirts out there for the background. But today, with the temperature down where it is, everybody has on either a coat or a top coat or a sweater of some kind. And as far as that's concerned, if there were white shirts out there, it would be just the same for the home team as it would for the visiting team, and vice versa. And while we're speaking of ifs, there are a lot of ifs in baseball, and of course there were a lot of ifs yesterday. A lot of people said last night, as we talked to them in the drugstore in our building, if such and such a thing had happened, the Cubs would have won. Well, the main point I told them is that if the Cubs had got more runs than the Yankees, they would have won. There were a lot of ifs in the ball game, but that is what is known as second-guessing. And we don't do any second-guessing out of this booth. You can if all you want to, but there's no sense in it because the ball game is in the records as the Yankee win. The only thing to do is to say that if the Cubs get more runs today, they'll win. And that's the first guess. It's not a second guess. It's very easy to tell what you would have done. Uh-oh, the ball's just thrown back now by Jimmy O'Day. Hit Dizzy Dean on his gloved hand, and he yanked the glove off quickly and looked at his finger. One of his fingers on the left hand apparently was injured a little bit, but he's right back in there warming up and is not paying any attention to it. The band has swung into formation, flags in front, the band facing towards the north and east, near the flagpole, just in front of the center field bleachers. Right out there, we see the boys are getting ready for the flag-raising ceremony, which will be held, of course, in just a few moments before the ball game starts. The umpires have come out of the, third, or the first base dugout and are down there in the Yankee dugout, each of them stopping to take a drink of water out of that little water fountain that's down in the corner. Here come the umpires out on the field, and when the umpires come up, that means that it isn't going to be very long before the official lineups will be handed in, and that the boys will start playing ball. And as long as the umpires are going to find out who's playing in this ball game, I think it's only right that you should find out who's playing in this ball game too. And you will in just a moment. But first, I'd like to say that this broadcast of the World Series game between the Chicago Cubs and the New York Yankees is coming to you from Wrigley Field, Chicago. We pause for station identification. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. The national anthem is being played, ladies and gentlemen. We pause for that.
proceedings will be taken over for the lineups and the ball game by John Herring. You take it, John. Thank you very much, and ladies and gentlemen. Let me announce at this time that Pat Flanagan and I will share this microphone to bring you the play-by-play broadcast of today's game from out here at Wrigley Field, the home of the Cubs in Chicago, the second game of the 1938 World Series. Here are the lineups for today. For the New York Yankees, cross Eddie at shortstop. Rolf at third base. Henrich in right field. DiMaggio in center field. Yarrick at first base. Dickey, the catcher. Selkirk in left field. Gordon at second base. And Gomez, the pitcher. For the Chicago Cubs, we have a bit of a changed lineup here, although at the start it's exactly the same as it was yesterday. Hack is the leadoff man, the third baseman. Herman at second base. Demery, the plate and left, is over in right field. Marty is in center field. He was not in the game yesterday. Reynolds is in left field. He played in center yesterday. Hartnett is the catcher. Collins at first base. Jerg is at shortstop. And Dean is the pitcher. Lou Gehrig has turned in the lineups for the New York Yankees. Billy Herman has turned them in for the Chicago Cubs. The groundkeepers are practically finished with the infield. They've got it down smooth, so there isn't even a table showing any place, and it looks just exactly like the top of a billiard table, only the color is just a little bit different. The color being a dusty red out here at Wrigley Field. Incidentally, it's an interesting story, the way they get the red color, which goes along with the color scheme of the ballpark. Those red cinders are... The red color in the infield is derived because of red cinders which are ground and pulverized. So they're just as fine as dust. They mix with the dirt in the infield and they give that red effect to the infield. It gives an even better uh, position for a ball which is bouncing to an infield. Let me give you the results of yesterday's game as far as the averages, the batting averages of the boys are concerned, who are going to come up in this game today. Cross ready the first man up for the Yankees. Batted 250 in the first game of the 1938 World Series, which was, as you know, played yesterday afternoon, and which the New York Yankees won by a score of 3-1. Batting orders are being given out here now from the field officially. We've already given them to you. The ball players are going out there. The uh, Cubs have taken the playing field with Hack at third, Jerkers at short, Herman at second, Collins at first, Hartman is the catcher. Dizzy Dean is going to be the pitcher in the second game with Reynolds in left field, Molly and Fred Emery in right. Rolf, the second man in the lineup for the Yankees, batted 200 in yesterday's game. That's his batting average thus far for the 1938 World Series. Henrich batted 500. DiMaggio had no hits. He has a batting average of absolutely nothing. Garrick batted 333. Bill Dickey batted 1,000. Selkirk 250. And Gordon 500. Gomez was pitching in the game today for the New York Yankees is 118 and lost 12, while Dizzy Dean is 1-7 and lost 1. Hack's batting average in the World Series, the first game of the World Series of 38, was 750. Herman, 250. Demery, nothing. Marty did not play yesterday. Reynolds had uh, no average at all. Hartnett batted 333, Collins 333, and Jurgis 333. So there you have the batting averages for yesterday's game, the first game of the 1938 World Series, which we are bringing you from Wrigley Field. Jersey Dean has finished his warm-up. The throw has gone out to second place from Gabby Hartnett to Billy Herman. Billy Herman to Jurgis, Jurgis to Hack, and back to Dean. And the umpire in back of the plate, umpire Coles, is hollered batter up. The umpires are Coles back of the plate, Spears at first, Hubbard at second, and Moran is over at third. Cross Eddie in the batter's box, facing Dizzy Dean. Second game of the 1938 World Series. There's the wind-up, and here's the first pitch of this game. Comes in for a strike from the outside corner. Came in right at the waist. Strike one. A curveball, which came in the waist high. Broke over the outside corner of the plate. Dizzy getting his sign again. 
Yesterday, the first man up, Crossetti, struck out. Let's see what he does today. There's the windup, and here's the next pitch. And Crossetti swings, hits a high fly ball out into left field. Val Reynolds goes back near the wall. He's back almost against it and takes the ball to the up. Reynolds playing out of left field, went back almost to the wall out there, about 370 feet away from home plate, and took the ball in his glove as it came down very easily for and out. A high fly. That brings Red Rolf up to the plate. Red Rolf, the third baseman for the New York Yankees, and the left-hand hitter stepping in the batter's box. Score of the ball game, of course, is nothing to nothing. The Yankees won yet the first game yesterday by a score of 3-1. to one. There's the windup, and here's the pitch. Rolf bunts the ball, it's down the first baseline. Dears is going over to cover it, tosses the ball to Collins, he's up. Dean to Collins for the putter. Two up and two down. Dean went over field of that ball very beautifully, kept running until he overtook the rolling ball, scooped it up with his left hand, tossed it with his left hand to Collins, and he was out at first base. That brings Tommy Henrich up to the plate. He's the right fielder for the New York Yankees and another left hand hitter. Tommy Henrich stepping in the batter's box. Gabby closed into a crouch down there in back of the plate. Gives a sign to Dizzy Dean. Diz starts his wind-up, and here's the pitch to Henrich, and it's a ball on the inside. He dusts him off a little bit, shoving him away from the plate. It's ball one. Two down, nobody on the bases. The first half of the first inning. There's the wind-up by Diz, the pitch, and it's a strike right over the heart of the plate. Side-arm fastball, which came over their waist side. Ball one and strike one to count. There's the wind-up by Diz. Here's the pitch. A slow ball comes in too high for ball two, making the count two and one. Ball two and strike one to Tommy Hendricks. Gabby says something to Dizzy. Dizzy grins. Looks in at Gabby again. It's time again. There's the windup, and here's the next one. And the ball is hit for a high fly again. This time it's in a short right or left better field. Jaggers is going back. Is getting under it, and he takes the ball for the up. Jaggers goes back and gets under it, and left better field for the up. No run. No hit. No errors. No one left on the bases. Dizzy Dean has pitched one inning of baseball. He has not allowed a man to get the first base. Going into the last half of the first inning, we're going to have Hack, Herman, and Demery as the first three men up for the Chicago Cubs. Second game of the 1938 World Series between the Cubs and the New York Yankees. Coming to you from Wrigley Field, the home of the Cubs in Chicago. First two games will come to you, of course, from Wrigley Field, and the next three will come to you from New York. Back to third baseman is going to be the first man up, batted 7.50 in yesterday's game. It was the hardest hitter for the Chicago Cubs in the first game of the World Series. Herman, the second man up, batted 250, and Demery, the third man up, did not get a hit in yesterday's ball game and therefore has no batting average. Vernon Luffy, Goofy Gomez is out there on the mound. He's warming up and throwing them in to Bill Dickey back of the plate. Dickey, incidentally, had a batting average of 1,000 in yesterday's ball game for the New York Yankees. Gomez, eccentric, Dean eccentric. Hard to pick the one who is more eccentric of these two pitchers. But Gomez is out there on the mound, and he receives the ball from Red Rolf, the third baseman. And Stanley Hack steps in the batter's box, and the cheer goes up. And this very partisan crowd here, of course, Cubs fans, the lower in the ballpark this afternoon. The last half of the first inning. Yankees nothing, and the Cubs nothing, and Stan Hack, the first batter for the Cubs, is up. Gomez getting inside from Dickey. He has it. Here's the pitch. And it's a ball. Low on the outside for ball one. Fair ball, which missed the outside corner. Umpire Coles back in the place in today's game. Gomez getting a sign from Dickey. Dickey comes up out of the crouch. There's the wind-up. And the pitch. It's a strike. It came in shoulder high over the heart of the plate. A fastball. Ball one and strike one the gun. One and one to Stanley Hack. Gomez getting a sign from Dickey. Dickey comes up out of that crouch again. The wind-up at the same time. The pitch on the same pitch is thrown in as the first pitch. And it's a ball low on the outside. Ball two, making the count two and one. The first one was a low curve on the outside. The second one, a fastball about shoulder high. And this one, the same as the first one, another low curve ball on the outside. Making the count two and one to Stan Hack. 
Ball two and strike one. Hack the first batter up for the cut. The pitch, the ball is set up the left field for a base hit. Hack singles the left field. The ball being taken out there by the left fielder, thrown into second base. It goes in from Selkirk to Gordon, and Hack pulls up at first base with a base hit. Hack single the first time up in yesterday's game. He's doing the same thing today. Hack on first base for the first hit of the ball game. That's one hit off Goofy Gomez. Special for the New York Yankees. Hack is on first base. The batter coming up there now is Billy Herman. The batter 250 in yesterday's game. Billy Herman up here at the pitch. He swings and misses for a strike. Strike one. Swung on a hard, fast ball on the outside corner about shoulder high. Strike one the count. Stanley Hack down on first base. Billy Herman the batter. Nobody out. The last half of the first inning of the Yankees and the Cubs. Nothing to nothing. There's a stretch. Here's the pitch. A ball. Wide. Ball one. Making the count one and one. Ball one and strike one to Billy Herman with Stan Hack down on first. Here's the next pitch from Gomez, and it's high. An outside for a ball. Ball two, making the count two and one. Ball two and strike one the count. Gomez taking just a bit more time as he pitches to Billy Herman than when he was pitching those first three to Stanley Hack. Now he's ready, stretches, looks toward first. A very fast delivery. The ball is fouled. Back into the screen in back of the plate for strike two, making the count two and two to Bill Herman. Ball two and strike to the count. Getting right evidently was on that time because Hack was way down for second. By the time he found out that the ball had been fouled back into the screen. He's gone back to first base. Ball two and strike to the count to Billy Herman. Nobody out. The last half of the first inning and Gomez getting a sign from Dickey. Hack is on first base. The stretch and the pitch. A swing and a miss. He strikes him out. Herman goes down, striking out, swinging at a curveball way outside. That's the first strike out of the ball game for either pitcher. Gomez striking out Billy Herman. And now we have Frank Demery stepping in the batter's box. Demery, a right fielder in today's game, was a left fielder in yesterday's game. Playing right field for the Cubs. The man on first, here's the pitch. And he hits the ball to the right field for a base hit. And he's on his way with the pitch. He's on second. He's going down to third. And the play is close, but not close enough. And the ball gets away momentarily from Red Ross. And Demery goes down to second base. single to right field, Hack rounded second and went right down to third, the throw came in from the right fielder, and it's going to be an error on the third base from Red Ross, which allowed Demery to get down to second base, Demery gets the single and goes to second on the error, Hack is on third, there's only one out on the batter coming up is Marty, Marty was not in yesterday's game, but Marty as far as the World Series of 1938 is concerned is an unknown product. He's stepping in the batter's box, a right-hand hitter, two runners on the bases, one down. Both those runners are in scoring position. It's the last half of the first inning. Stanley Hack on third base, Frankie Demery on second. Gomez starts his wind up, and here's the pitch now to Marty. Marty gets a strike. It came in just above the knees, and over the heart of the plate, a fastball for strike one. There's one down, two runners on the bases. Joe Marty is the batter. Got on him in strike one. The last half of the first inning. Hack on third. Demery on second. The pitch. The ball is fouled into the right field stand. Way back in the lower deck and back of the Yankee dugout. Goes back about 30 rows in the lower deck. Strike two is the count to Joe Marty. Marty is a right-hand hitter. One of the races is in that lineup today. Cabrera, the left-hand hitter, has been taken out. Because of the left-hand pitcher pitching for the Yankees. There's the wind-up and the next pitch to Marty is a ball way high. It almost got away from Dickey. Dickey went up in the air after that one, but he came down with the ball there by holding those two runners on the bases. Hack is on third. Demery is on second. Hack 
single, Demery single, and an error sent Demery down to second base. The single that sent Hack to third. Already there's the windup by Gomez, the pitch. On the way, Joe Martin up for his first World Series at bat. Steps up, swing, foul tip, the back off, Dickie's mad. And it's still one and two. Joe walked out of batter's box. Sort of bobbing his head in a duck-like motion just to say that was the pitch, that was the pitch. There was a batsman smoking right down in. Gomez trying to get out of this first inning jam. Pitches a low inside curve at the knees for ball two. And it's two and two. That's the sharpest breaking ball that Gomez has thrown so far. Gomez, leaning over the plate, right-handed hitter. Swings, grounded into the dirt right by his feet. Ball rolled foul and is declared dead right there in batter's box. Left side of the plate. Two and two to Joe Marty. Gomez looking up into the sky. The sun is breaking through now. It's going to be a grand afternoon as far as the weather's concerned, even though it's pretty chilly. Now the pitch is swung on. It's going, 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 going against the wall, but it's taken by DiMaggio and a swell, a swell play. One run scores, Marty is up. That ball went way back against the left field wall, 372 feet away from home plate. DiMaggio went over, played the ball beautifully, jumped high in the air against the wall and caught it in his glove after the catch was made. One run scored as Hack came home from third base for the first run of the ball game, and Demery went down from second to third. So Demery is on third base with two outs. Marty going out to DiMaggio on a beautiful play on the part of that Joe DiMaggio out there in center field. That brings Reynolds up to the plate. Carl Reynolds, the left fielder. Played in center yesterday and didn't have a base hit. It's up there in the second game of the World Series. The Cubs leading one to nothing over the New York Yankees. There's the wind-up, and here's the pitch. A ball high on the outside for ball one. Ball on the cap. Charles Reynolds is the batter. Gomez gets his sign. There's the wind-up, and here's the pitch. And Reynolds hits a high foul in the right field stand for strike one. Making the count one and one. One and one the count. Carl Reynolds about it with two out and another run down there on third base for those Cubs. Cubs and the Yankees playing the second game of the 1938 World Series. The Cubs are leading by a score of one to nothing over the Yankees. Carl Reynolds about it. There's the wind-up by Gomez, the pitch. And it's a strike over the outside corner for strike two. It came in waist high, making the count one and two. Ball one and strike two to Reynolds. Demery has gone back and is standing right on the third base cushion. Now he starts taking a little lead off third. Rob is playing back in his regular position. Gomez starts his windup. The next pitch comes into Reynolds. Reynolds hits another foul back into the screen and back of the plate. Count remains one and two. Ball one and strike two to count to Reynolds. The last half of the first inning with the Cubs leading the Yankees one to nothing. Gomez getting his sign. Becky crouched down and back of the plate, passes in the sign. He starts a long swinging wind up. Here's the pitch. Reynolds swings and misses and strikes out on a change of baseball. A slow pitch which came in on the inside. He swings and strikes out the second strikeout for Gomez. The side is retired in the last half of the first inning with one run. Two hit, one run. Two hit. One error. One man left on the bases. Gomez has picked one inning, allowed two hits. Struck out two men, allowed one run to score. He's had up one error in back of him on the part of his uh, Yankee infield. Red Wolf getting the error as the throw got away from him there at third base, allowing Demery to go down to second. The scoring an inning in favor of the Chicago Cubs over the New York Yankees. And the man, DiMaggio, will be the first man to bat against Dizzy Dean in the second inning of the second game of the 1938 World Series. 
the New York Yankees won yesterday's game. Final score of 3-1 to one over the Chicago Cubs. Cubs are leading 1-0 at the end of the first inning of the second game. DiMaggio, the center fielder, steps in the batter's box. He batted absolutely nothing yesterday. He had no batting out. Didn't have a hit. DiMaggio is in the batter's box. A right-hand hitter, a powerful hitter. Desi Dean starts his wind-up, and time is called. Time is called as manager McCarthy of the New York Yankees calls attention to one of the umpires that there's a gate open in the wall. And so the umpire down there at first base, Sears, walks over and shuts the gate. The gate is now shut. Manager McCarthy is ready to set the ball game go on. That's one of those things that is covered by a ground rule. That gate must be kept shut, leading into the right field stand. Now we're set again. Busy Dean is getting his time from Gabby all over again. DiMaggio standing in the batter's box is waiting for that first pitch. There's the wind-up, and here it comes. It's a ball. Wide. Ball one. Again, that side-arm delivery. A curve which went wide of the plate. Dean starts his wind-up immediately. Here's the next one. A slow ball. Thrown right over the heart of the plate for DiMaggio. for strike one. It came in their waist high. Making the count one and one. Ball one and strike one. One and one to count. Gabby cuts down the back of the plate. Gives Diz the sign again. Puts that glove up for a target. Here's a slow ball. It's hit out in the left field foul by about four feet. Down the left field foul line for strike two, making the count one and two. You could almost see the seams on that ball as it was pitched in. It was a very slow one. DiMaggio tried to time himself for it, but Swift still swung a little bit early and fouled the ball down the left field foul line, pulling it down there. Ball one and strike to the cut. Joe DiMaggio on the batter. There's the wind-up, and here's the pitch by Dizzy Deans. The ball is hit for a line drive smash over Billy Jerker's head out to left center field. It's going to be a single. DiMaggio pulls up at first base. The ball is fielded by Marty, thrown in to the second baseman, gets by Billy Herman, but it's uh, taken by Collins, who is backing up Herman on the play. So it's a single by DiMaggio out there in the left center field. That's the first hit for DiMaggio in the 1938 World Series, and the first hit off Dizzy Deans. Batter coming up there now is Columbia Lou Gehrig, the first baseman for the Yankees. Gehrig up with a man on base, nobody out. There's a stretch by Dean, the pitch, and a ball. Going on the outside for ball one. Ball on the count to Lou Gehrig, a left-hand hitter. Dean getting his time from Hartnett. He has it, looks over at first. Here's the pitch, and a ball. Pitched wide and high for ball two. Ball to Lou Gehrig, and the pitchers are starting to warm up down in the bullpen for the Chicago Cubs. Jack Russell and Larry French have gone down in the bullpen to warm up. There's a stretch to look towards first again. The pitch and a swing and a miss by Gehrig on the slow ball to strike one. Ball to and strike one to come. Gehrig swung and missed. So the count on him now is ball two and strike one. Dean standing very complacently out there on the mound. Looks over at first base to Joe DiMaggio, who has a pretty good lead off first base. Stretches. Looks over his shoulder again at DiMaggio. Here's the pitch. Another slow ball comes in there for ball three. High. Making the count three and one. Ball three and strike one to Lou Gehrig. First baseman for the Yankees and the second man up in the first half of the second inning. The Cubs are leading one to nothing over the Yankees at the present time. But the Yankees have a man on first base with Lou Gehrig up. There's a stretch by Dean. Here's the pitch. It's a ball on the inside and high for ball four. And he walks it. Gary goes down to first base, sending DiMaggio down to second. Nobody out on the batter coming up there now is Dickey. Bill Dickey is coming up to the plate. He batted 1,000 yesterday. He had a perfect day at bat in the first game of the 38 series as he batted 1,000 yesterday. Bill Dickey stepping in the batter's box. The catcher for the New York Yankees is another left-hand hitter. Gary got first base, DiMaggio on second. Nobody out in the first half of the second inning. Dickey finally discovers he has the wrong bat. So the Yankee bat boy goes over and gets the bat and also... 
Somebody tossed him a Rosenberg. They're looking for the right bat for Dickey now, and it delays the ball game just momentarily. We have two runners on the bases. DiMaggio down on second base. Garrick on first base. Nobody out. The first half of the second inning, and the Cubs are leading one to nothing over the Yankees at the present time. The Yanks are putting on the pressure right now in the first half of the second. Dickey coming up to the plate as one of their power hitters. They have two of the power hitters on base, one of whom walked, one of whom singled. DiMaggio getting a single to the left side of Garrick walking, and Dickey is out. As a stretch by Dean, the look towards second. The pitch, the ball is hit for a very high fly ball into short left field. Billy Jerkins is going back after it, and Reynolds came in for it, but Jerkins took the ball for the up. Jerkins going back into short left field. DiMaggio held second base, and Garrick held first, of course, on the play. So there's one down, two men on the bases. George Selkirk, the left fielder, is coming up, and it's the first half of the second inning, and the Cubs are leading one to nothing. Selkirk, the left fielder, and a left-hand hitter is stepping in the batter's box. Twinkle toes Selkirk. Dean getting his sign from Hartnett. There's a stretch. The look toward DiMaggio at second and first toward Gary. The pitch, and it's fouled off to the right of the plate and down toward the Yankee dugout. Fielded down there by the bat boy and thrown out of the game. It goes for strike one. A new ball has gone in. A fire cold giving it to Hartnett. Hartnett out to Dizzy Dean. DiMaggio on second base. Gary on first. Selkirk, the batter, with one away. First half of the second inning. There's the stretch. The look towards second, the pitch. And it's a ball. A little bit wide for ball. One making the count. One and one. Ball one and strike one the count. First half of the second inning. Dizzy Dean pitching for the Chicago Cubs. Goofy Gomez pitching for the New York Yankees. The pitch. The ball is hit for a high pop fly ball into short right field. Demery is coming in on the dead run. But it's being taken by Marty. And the runners hold their bases. Marty's throw was a throw into Jurgis. That shortstop. Jurgis cut off the throw. Marty came in beautifully and took that ball. It was out in the right center field. Hit out there by Selkirk, a high fly. The wind, which is blowing in from center field, held it up. And Marty and Demery both had to run plenty hard and fast to get under that ball. They were both there, but Marty took it. Both runners holding their bases, so we still have DiMaggio on second base. Gary on first, two out. And Gordon is coming up. Gordon had a 500 batting average for yesterday's game. In other words, every time, every other time officially up, he had a base hit. Here's the pitch, and it's a ball. A little bit wide, ball one. Ball one the count. Desidine getting a start from Gabby Hartnett. Two runners are on the bases. They're holding it up. They're calling time now for a moment. And Marty is coming in for some sunglasses. Marty is coming in for sunglasses as time is called in the ball game. Beat on the bat boy for the Cubs has gone out to take those dark glasses out to Joe Marty. The sun came seeping through for a moment, but again has gone behind a cloud. But there's a little bit more blue sky than we saw when the game started today. Clouds seem to be splitting up up there, and we may have some sunshine before the afternoon is over. Desidine ready to pitch now to Joe Gordon, the second baseman for the Yankees, who has to count a ball one. There are two out, two men on the bases. DiMaggio down in second, and Gary on first. The pitch, a ball, outside and high. A fastball for ball two. Ball to the count to Gordon. Gordon swings his bat once or twice for timing. He has a firmer footing there in the batter's box. Here's the pitch from Dean. The slow ball is fouled. Back into the screen and back in the plate for strike one. Dean went through the same motion as he does when he throws a fastball. He seemed to catch Gordon off stride a bit. The ball was fouled back into the screen and back in the plate for a strike, making the count two and one. Ball two and strike one to Gordon. Two men on the bases. DiMaggio down in second. Gary on first. The pitch. The ball is hit for a high foul in the left field stands. It may go into the upper deck. It may fall into the lower. It goes into the upper deck. 
among the spectators up there. We again have a packed house, of course, out here at Wrigley Field. John Allen Gordon is ball two and strike two. Two and two to come. Two out. First half of the second inning, and the Cubs are leading one to nothing over the Yankees at the present time. As a stretch by Dean, the look towards second and first, the pitch, and it's a ball. Wide of the plate by a foot or two, while ball three making the count three and two. Ball three and strike to the cut. Now here's that three and two pitch again. Dean steps down off the mound. Garrick starts back for first base. But DiMaggio looking around sees that there's nobody to cover second, so he stays in the same spot. He has a lead of about 15 feet. Garrick is off the bag by about the same distance. There's a stretch by Dean. The look towards second and first. The slow ball is thrown in. It's tipped down just to the right of Dean. Jurgis comes in, feels the ball. It goes right between two of them. Jurgis and Hack. Hack and Jurgis both came out the ball. It goes out into left field. Two runs are scoring easily. DiMaggio and Garrick both scoring. And he gets... Down to second base. We don't know whether it's an error or a base hit, but it looks to me as if neither one of those men touched the ball. It's a two-base hit. Gordon has given a two-base hit on a very slow rolling ball, which is hit out to the shortstop. Jurgis came in a mile a minute. Hack was going over after the ball. The two of them collided in the infield, and it goes as a base hit. The ball going by them and rolling out of the short left field. Even Dizzy Dean was chasing that ball down, but it was taken by Reynolds and thrown in to the infield. He gets a two-base hit, scoring two runs for the Yankees. The Yankees are in the lead by a score of 2-1. to one. DiMaggio and Garrick both scoring. The man up there now is lefty Goofy Gomez, the pitcher, a left-hand hitter in the first pitch. is a ball wide, ball one. Well, that's a bad break in the ball game, but the Yankees took advantage of it. Here's the pitch, and a swing and a miss by Gomez for strike one, making the count one and one. The Yankees leading the ball game by a score of 2-1. to one. Dean getting a sign. Here's the next pitch. The ball is hit for a high fly ball in a short left center field. Two men are after it. Marty and Reynolds. Reynolds is under the ball. He takes it for the out. Gomez going out to Reynolds out there in left field. Retires the side in the first half of the second inning with two runs. Two hits. No errors. One man left on the bases. The Yankees are leading by a score of 2-1 to one in the ball game. Dean is now allowed two hits in the ball game and two runs of score. Going into the last half of the second inning, the Yankees have a 2-1 to one lead in the ballgame. Yankees 2, the Cubs 1, going into the last half of the second. In the last half of the second inning, there will be three 333 hitters for the Chicago Cubs coming up in the inning. Harden had hit 333 yesterday. Collins did the same and Jerk is the same. Those three men are the first three to come up in the last half of the second inning. Those are the breaks of baseball. That ball was hit down a slow roller. Nobody should have scored on it ordinarily, but two infielders colliding together. The ball went out past them into left field, allowing two runs to score. The Yankees taking every advantage in the ball game when they do get the break. The Yankees leading 2-1 to one over the Cubs. Gabby Harden is coming up to the plate. Gabby steps in the batter's box. Gomez has been warming up. He still wants one more, one more warm-up throw, and he gets it. Then asks for another. Dickey standing back at the plate is catching him in the warm-ups. This one was just a lobbing toss, and the throw goes down from Dickey to second place to Gordon. Gordon over to cross study, cross study to Rolf, and Rolf to Gomez. Gabby Hartnett stepping in the batter's box. The last half of the second inning, the Yankees leading 2-1. to one. Hartnett is up. Dickey crouched down and back at the plate is giving the sign to Gomez. Gomez goes into a very short wind-up. Here's the pitch. A ball, low on the inside. It came in and almost hit him in the knees. He jumped away from that one. Ball on the count to Gabby Hartnett. Ball on the count to Hartnett. Gomez getting his sign. He has it. Dickey comes up out of the crowd for the pitch. And the ball is hit for a long, wide smash out the right field. But it's going to be taken by the right fielder easily. Henrich for the out. 
Hedrich comes in and takes the ball for the yard. It was a line drive smash. That brings Collins, a 3.33 hitter in yesterday's game, up to the plate. Collins yesterday was batting left-handed against Red Ruffing's right-hand pitching. Today against the left-hander, Gomez, he'll be batting right-handed. Collins is a switch hitter. Here's the first pitch. He got the strike right over the heart of the plate, strike one. He looked as if he might be going to punt on that first pitch. Red Ross started in on it. Again, Gomez gets his sign, winds up. Here's the pitch. A swing and a foul. Off and back of the plate and off the catching mask of Bill Dickey. Goes to strike two to Collins. Collins now has the count of strike two. There's one down. Nobody on the bases. The last half of the second inning and the Yankees leading two to one over the Cubs. Collins the batter. As the wind up by Gomez, the pitch. The ball is hit for a grounder. Down off the shoulder of Red Ross. Red Ross finally feels that it bounced against his shoulder. Went up in the air at about 15 feet. He came in and brought the ball himself. It goes as a base hit for Collins. A single for Collins off the shoulder of Red Rolf. The ball took a bad hop, hit him right in the shoulder, bounced straight up in the air. Red Rolf came in and caught the ball himself. A little ball going about 20 feet in the air, and to put a man on first base, the man up is Jurgers, and Jurgers is a 333 hitter. Here's the first pitch, and he swings and misses for a strike. Strike one. Strike one to Jurgers, a man on first base. Third hit off Gomez in the ball game. Gomez is now allowed three hits. There's one out, and a man on first. Jurgers up. Gomez, the left hander, getting a start from Bill Dickey. He stretches, looks toward first. Here's the pitch. Jurgers gets the ball wide. Ball one. Making the count one and one. Ball one and strike one the count. One and one the count to Billy Jurgers. Collins taking good lead off first base. Here's the pitch from Gomez. The ball is hit on the ground. It's down to ball. It's a slow hopper over to second, over to first base. And they get Collins at second in the fourth play. The ball going from Red Rolf to Joe Gordon, the second baseman, from Gordon to Gary. But Jurgers was safe at first base. The double play did not work. However, they got one man getting Collins at second base from Red Rolf to Gordon, the second baseman. And Jurgers is safe in the field of choice. And Dizzy Dean is coming up to the plate. Dean is coming up and stepping in the batter's box. A little tough luck on the part of the infield when they had that collision. Put Desi Dean in the spot and allowed two runs to score for the Yankees. The Yankees are ahead by a score of 2-1 to one in the ball game. The last half of the second, a man on first base, two down, and Dizzy Dean is up. Here's the first pitch. Dean gets a ball wide, ball one. Ball on the count to Dizzy Dean. Jurgers down on first base and two out the last half of the second inning. The score, 2-1 to one in favor of the Yankees. Here's the pitch. The ball is fouled back into the screen. Dean taking a full cut of that ball. Fouled it back into the screen and back of the plate for a strike. Back in the count, one and one. Ball one and strike one the count. Gomez getting a sign from Dickey. Fans out there on the mound. There's a stretch, the pause. A look towards first, the pitch, and it's a strike. A curve ball strike. Slow, easy curve. Much like the kind that Dizzy Dean has been serving up to the Yankees in this ball game. And it goes for strike two, making the count one and two. Ball one, strike two to Dizzy Dean. Here's the pitch. A fastball. He fouls it off into the screen and back of the plate. Count remains one and two. Ball one and strike two to Dean. Jurgers down on first base with two out in the last half of the second inning. Yankees leading two to one over the Cubs. Yankees two, Cubs one. As a stretch, here's the pitch. Dean hits a slow ground ball. It's down to Crossetti. Crossetti over to first base. Dean is out at first. From Frankie Crossetti, the shortstop, over to Glue Gehrig at first base. He's out at first to retire the side in the last half of the second with no runs, one hit, no errors, one man left on the bases. Gomez has pitched two innings of baseball, allowed three hits in the ball game, struck out two men, allowed one run to score. 
brings to a close two innings of play. This broadcast of the World Series game between the Chicago Cubs and the New York Yankees is coming to you from Wrigley Field, Chicago. We pause for station identification. This is the WBBMF Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. Thank you, John. All ready to go. The first man coming to bat should be the leadoff man, Crosetti. His first time up, he pops out to Reynolds, or flied out to Reynolds, back against the wall, rather. Clear back in there, a very deep fly, something like the one on which DiMaggio caught a long fly on Marty, which the Cubs scored to one run. It's two to one in favor of the Yankees. They're playing in a third inning. The man at bat is Crosetti. Dean pitches, and Crosetti takes one on the inside corner, but it's low for ball one. Ball one to Crosetti. Ready for that next ball to be pitched. Dean has the sign. Crosetti fouls the ball up into the net. Ball one and strike one. They're playing Crosetti for a full hitter over toward left field. Cubs infield got mixed up a little while ago and a couple of runs came in. What would you ordinary been an easy out, but that doesn't make any difference. There goes a hard hit. Ball out toward left field in the corner and... Goes over and makes the catch. Back in, out of our sight. When he made the catch, we could tell by the reaction of the crowd. He came up with a line drive way back in the corner near the 353-foot mark. So said he hit that ball beautifully and had it placed out there on a nice spot, but Reynolds went over and got it. Ross comes to bat. He attempted to bunt his first time and was thrown off by Dean. Tried to put down what they call a drag. This time he attempted the same thing and had a strike called on him. He yanked the bat back, checked his attempt to bunt, Watch for the pitch to Rolfe. Curve ball missed the outside corner chest high. Ball one, strike one, one down. We're playing in the first half of the third, and the score is two to one in favor of the Yankees. Here's the pitch by Dean, a slow ball with a close over the outside corner. A change of pace ball is just oozed in there for strike two. Ball one, strike two. Rolfe down there choking the bat about two inches off the end of the handle. Hits one down toward right field. Herman is up with it. Over to first base, Rolfe is up. Hit ground ball and looked sure like it was going toward right with Billy Herman over to his left and got the ball nicely for the put up. Henrich is coming to bat. The first time up, he popped out to Billy Jerger. Henrich at bat. Left hand hitter. Outfielders are playing him square away in all fields. Not quite so much of a full hitter. First ball fixed to him was a lovely strike in the outside corner. Kind of a ball that looks bad all the way down there to a left hand hitter and just as you relax, the ball hooks in and catches that corner. Dean pitches a slow one and hits the same spot but a little bit too low. Dizzy hollers about it. Gabby lets the yell at him. The umpire saw it wide and low. Hit the corner, but it was low. A slow one. Missed the outside corner going away. Ball two, strike one. Two men down, and Dean is working very rapidly. Arms into the windup. Here's the pitch. There goes the ball for the bounder back towards second. Dean makes a jump for it. Herman gets it. Throws him out at first base. He's out of the throw from Herman over the first baseman, and Henry is very fast. There were no runs, there were no hits, no errors, and there was no one left in base. As Dizzy Dean finished three full innings of pitching, in which he's allowed just two hits and walked one, but two runs have come in. I was starting to play in the third inning with the top of the bat, and this coming up to bat. There are the boys who caused Gomez a couple in the first inning. The Yankees are leading by a score of 2-1. Two to one. We see little spots up there in the sky where the clouds are sort of being pushed apart as if by an invisible finger and long slips of blue. If this wind continues off the lake and the clouds keep on breaking this way, we will still have a bright day to watch the ball game. Yesterday was rather dull. The clouds are about 12 shades darker than they are now. Today's clouds are rather light. 
Boyce in the infield are throwing the ball around with Gehrig. Gomez and Dickey are having their warm-up. The first man coming to bat will be Stan Hack. Yesterday he got on base three times but couldn't score. Today he got on base and finally got around. After going on over the third base, he came in and scored from third. After Demery had singled and put him over there. Marty hit a long fly out towards center field that DiMaggio handled with his back up against the wall at the 368-foot mark. And Stan Hack scored after the catch. The ball game is held up for a while. While Pat Piper throws some things off to one side that have been thrown on the field. All right. It's 2-1 to one in favor of the Yankees. Gomez ready to pitch down to Stan Hack. We're playing the last half of the third inning and getting all set to go. To wind up, two left-handers facing each other. They're playing Hack straight away. Takes the first one for a strike chest high. A half-speed ball. Hack gets ready for the next pitch. The wind-up by Gomez. That overhand curveball breaks down low. Dickey didn't like that decision too well, but the ball broke low. Ball one and strike one. Ready for the next ball to be pitched. The wind-up starts. There's the ball hit down short, short stop. Rossetti's up with it. Makes the peg over the first and has it safe. He beats it off for a hit. Beats it off for a hit. The tying runs on first base and that's hit number four off Gomez. Nice running on his part and a beautiful peg by Rossetti. A long stretch by Gehrig, but not quite enough to beat Hack's speed. He was in there. And coming to bat is Billy Herman. Billy Herman hit 250 yesterday. He struck off today. His first time up. Captain Billy takes the stock at the first one and follows it back into the crowd. Gentlemen in the front row of the second group of box seats, six tiers back, just caught the ball. One strike. A man of it on first base, and we're seeing a tough, hard-fought ball game. Watching for the pitch, a man on first taking a good lead. A wide ball pitched in for a pitch off. They thought Hack was going down, but he didn't go. Ball one, strike one. Billy Herman's at bat, watching the coach over on first base. He's also watching Hack. Billy Herman hasn't had his hit this afternoon. Gomez has allowed four hits as a man on first. Here's the pitch. High wide, ball two. Ball two, strike one, a man up on first base, nobody out. And two to one in favor of the Yankees in the last half of the third. The kind of a ball game that keeps everyone on their toes. Gomez has the sign. Billy Herman's the boy at bat. Here's the pitch. Billy hits the bounder over towards second base. Rossetti's after it. He finally gets the foot out of it. He's safe at first. He beats the throw. Stan Hack spins into the bag. Rossetti got the ball, made one step, as if to get Stan, but that one step that he waited was too long. And the runner, Billy Herman, beats the throw over to first base for a hit. Stan Hack slid into the bag, away from Crossetti. He reached for him, missed him. Crossetti, however, made a beautiful stop back at second base. And Hack slid away from him with a hook slide, went on over the bag, caught the bag with his hands and hung on. Billy Herman gets credit for a hit because while Crossetti was reaching for Hack, Billy had taken a couple of steps. So the time ball got to Gary. He was safe on first. Runners on first and second. Hit number five off Gomez. Dickey picks it up, falls down, but Irving is out on a throw that he made to Gary, but Gary caught on the hop. Gomez fell down, tripping over Dickey. Both runners advanced on a perfect sacrifice bunt by Demerty. A sacrifice bunt. Dickey fell down over Gomez's legs, but he makes the throw to first, and Gary got it on the hop. Demery is out from catcher over the first baseman, and on the play, Hack went on over the third, and Herman moves to second. Marty comes to that. Score is 2-1 in favor of the Yankees. Runners in second and third. Marty at bat. 
Same situation with the Christian in the first inning when Marty hit that long fly out to DiMaggio. Marty's watching for it. Ball is a slow curve. Hooks the inside corner of the knees. A change of pace. It was a beauty. Gomez just eased that one in there that time. Don't think for a second this Gomez isn't a crack pitcher because he is. He can really pitch ball. Another curve. Hits the ground and it's trapped that time with the catcher. A low ball that bounced up against the catcher's pad. And Dickey made a nice play on that bad ball. Runner on second base. Runner on third base. There's one man down. Marty at bat. Marty's watching for the ball to be pitched. Has the bat swinging off his shoulder. That goes the ball to the line drive. The next inning. The extra One run is coming in. Two runs are coming in. Marty pulls up on second base with a double base. That's an easy. By a score of three to two. And the crowd is going wild. can get a hold of one. Reynolds is waiting for it. Follows the ball up into the net. Ball three and strike one. Three and one to Kyle Reynolds with a man on second base and one man down. Ready for the next ball to be pitched into Reynolds. He's waiting for it. Down. Harden hits a high fly out toward short center. 
DiMaggio's coming in for it. He's under the ball, and he takes it in the sun. Makes the throw over to second base, but the throw is taken by Gordon. Eric going around and sneaking in, in back of Marty, but Marty was there all right. Marcus flies out on a short flight of center, and that leaves it up to Rip Collins. The man on first, the man on second. Two men down now. Rip Collins coming to bat. He hit 3.33 yesterday. Watching for the ball to be pitched into Rip. In there watching for it. Reynolds on first base with a walk. Marty on second base with a double. Rip swung at the first one. A curveball wide. Ripper Collins in there waiting for it. Marty taking his lead at second. Ripper swinging the bat down off his shoulder. There's a pitch. He swings at another ball at the same time. A fastball broke wide that time, about the same height, and broke away. A screwball away from the Ripper. Ripper's up there. He's pretty anxious. Hadley is still warming up. He swung at the same time of the pitch three times and went down swinging. The side is retired for the Cubs. In the third inning, there were two runs, three hits, there were no errors, and there were two men left on base. So at the end of three innings, the Cubs are leading by a score of three to two. Marty is going to get a big cheer from the stands out there as he goes towards center field. Let's listen to it. All right, DiMaggio, Carrick, and Dickey, the first three men to face Dean. The score, as you know, is Cubs three, Yankees two. The Cubs scored one run in the first inning. The Yankees got two runs in the second inning. The Cubs came back and got two more in the third inning. Dean is out there ready to have his first chance to pitch to DiMaggio. DiMaggio scored the first run for the Yankees. DiMaggio and Garrity coming in and scoring on what was given as a double to Gordon. Jurgis and Hack charging in for a slow bounding ball, and they knocked each other down. The ball went out toward left field, and both runs scored. All right, there we have it now. It's a score of 3-2. to two. They pay on the number of boys that come over the plate. The first hit off Dean was made by DiMaggio in the second inning. Dean swings one down. DiMaggio knocks the foul up into the stands over toward left field. A slow pitch. Strike one. Lefty French starts to warm up for the Cubs, and so does Jack Russell. Lefty French and Jack Russell starting to warm up. There might be something wrong with Diz's arm. We don't know. Not that time. Strike. On the outside corner. Diz would immediately tell Hartnett if there's anything bad with his arm. Diz steps back to the rosin sack. All right, two strikes to the hitter. Diz, he has the sign. He winds it up. Here's the pitch. DiMaggio hits a pop foul up in the air. Over here the stand. He's up there and reaches for it and reaches the up. DiMaggio pops out on a foul to Hartnett. And retires the first man and brings Gehrig up. He walked his first time up. The Cubs are leading by a score of 3-2 to two in what has turned out to be a spectacular ball game. The sky is clearing and the sun is very, very bright out there on the field. They're playing Gehrig for a full hitter toward right. As he pitches a strike, the sidearm curve that came in looked bad all the way down. And as the hitter relaxed, it broke the corner for a strike. One, Dean winds it up. He pitches a slow ball. He hits the outside corner, but it's too low. Ball one, strike one, one down, nobody on. Dizzy Dean has his time for the wind-up. Dean's going to pitch it. He does. A slow ball. Almost hit Blue Gehrig that time. The ball got away that time and sailed in. The prickner got him in the leg. But it was a very slow pitch, and Lou stepped away and grinned. Ball two and strike one. There's a fast high ball three. Ball three and strike one. Ready for the next ball to be pitched. Garrick says something to Harknett. Harknett nods just as, as uh, 
Dean gets rid of the pitch. Gary steps out of the batsman's box. He's grinning about something. And again he steps out as Dear starts to wind up. This man looks at him. He's working very fast and he steps out the third time. And he steps out the fourth time. And this gets ready. Lucy yells at the umpire. The trick is to try to get his man. And apparently it's worked. Now he steps into the batsman's box. Dears goes back against the rosin bag. Now he starts into the wind up. Pitches the ball in. It hits. Collins is knocked down. The ball hits him on the shoulder. And it goes for the hit. Missy Dean goes over to cover first base. That's hit number three off of Dean. Puts the tying run over on first with one man down. A hit out toward right field. Collins tried to knock it down, but he slipped and the ball hit his shoulder and bounced to right. Taken by Damarine. We have Dickey coming to bat. With a man over on first base with a tying run. It's 3-2 to two in favor of the Cubs in the first half of the fourth. And Dean is pitching to Dickey. He's been working very fast to keep his arm warm. And they probably have been told to keep him pitching slowly. First ball is pitched wide to Dickey and a wide curveball. Sidearm. Ball one. Ready for the next pitch to come over. A stretch and a look toward first. Umpire says the ball is low. Ball two pitch to Dickey. First time up, Dickey popped out to Jurgis. Now we're seeing what happens here. There goes the ball back towards second base. Herman's up with it. Over to short. Back to third. Double play. That time Gary got in kind of hard and he bumped Jurgis. But he immediately got up and spoke to Billy as much as to say he was sorry he bumped him. He was not charging Jurgis in an attempt to hurt him. Gehrig is a big man, and he hit the dirt hard, and he said something to Jurgis, and Jurgis grinned and said, okay. Nobody was angry, and Gehrig was not trying to charge him. In the first half of the fourth inning, no runs, one hit, no errors, and no one left in base. The Cubs turning in a fast double play to nip that rally in the bus. Jurgis, Keen, and Hack coming up the base row as in this inning, with the Cubs leading by a score of 3-2-2. It turned out to be a 12-ball game. In four innings, Dean has allowed three hits. He has walked one, struck out two, and two runs came in. In three innings, Gomez has allowed six hits, walked one, struck out two, and he's allowed three runs to come in. And he's had one arrow back of it. Gomez has struck out three. John tells me he checks. Collins is the last man to strike out. Thank you, John, and I did not check it. Struck out two men in the first inning and the last man up in the third. All right, Billy Jurgis comes to bat. He was safe in the fielder's choice in the second inning when he came up as the third man at bat. All right, the Cubs leading by a score of 3-2, to two, playing the last half of the fourth. Ball thrown over to second base to Flash Gordon. He gives it to Crosetti. Crosetti gives the ball to Rolf. Rolf shoots the ball up toward the mound, and the man coming to bat is Jurgis. Billy Jurgis coming to bat. The Cubs leading 3-2, to two, and the crowd is talking it up. Yankee fans are yelling for a shutout, or for a putout, rather, and the Cubs fans are yelling for a hit. The first ball fits his wide and gets away from Dickey. Gomez has been pouring that ball down here this afternoon. Dizzy Dean has been using a change of pace because of the bum arm. Another ball fits low inside. Curve ball broke down, and that thing broke off like a pane of glass. Ball two, no strikes. And at bat is Jurgis. Billy starts to take a cut at that, changes his mind, and takes a wide ball. But he's called for a strike, I beg your pardon. Umpire raised his right hand, 
Ball two and strike one. I was watching the outfielder. Just as soon as the ball was picked, I looked out there. He tried to get away, Pat. The ball hit his bat and bounced back for a foul. He started to check his swing. But the foul strike two. Two and two to Billy Jurgis, and they're playing him Captain B for a full hitter off toward right. And there's a big hole out in center field. And the bat is Jurgis. Here's the pitch. Umpire says it's wide for three and two. That gives him a hole spring, and it must be in there. Now we'll see if Dizzy cracks that terrific curveball that he broke off down there the last time he pitched to Collins. There's the ball on the third base line. Rolfe is up with it on a hard shot over to first base, and the runner is out of first base. The ball was thrown wide to Gehrig, so he had to step directly down the first base line to make the catch. He got it and got out of the road nicely. Billy Jurgis tries to step in. He's out from Rolfe over the first base. He's up to that. With a crowd like Dizzy, he's getting just as much of a hand from the Yankee side of the field as he is from the Cubs side of the field. Dizzy Dean at bat. The first time up, he went out from Crosetti over to Gary. Here's the pitch. Dizzy hits one round of this one. That's the first ball for Dizzy. It's number seven off the pitch in the ball there. Dean is over on first base of the center of his set. The man coming to bat is Stanley Hatch. Dean puts on his sweater coat. One man down, the Cubs leading 3-2 in the last out of the fourth. Dean's over on first base. Man of is Stanley Hatch. Ready for the ball to be pitched. Man is up there watching. Left hand hitter. The crowd's beginning to talk it up. Oops, right up over his head, a high ball. So high that Signey with his six feet, three and a half inches, had to reach for it full length. That's the kind of a ball that they call a sailor. It took off after it got away from Gomez, and he had nothing to do with it. It's just one of those things where the wind took it. Ball is fouled back into the net. Inside curveball. Ball one, strike one, one down a man on first base. And the Cubs ahead by a score of three to two in the fourth. That ball that Gomez threw down to Stan Hack was not a duster. It simply sailed away after it took off from his head. Hack attempts to punt, and the ball is fouled up into the net. Attempting to bunt, the ball is fouled. Ever since the World Series started, Dickey's been trying to sell Stanley Hack a bill of goods, but there's been no sale so far. Bump heavy is warming up for the Yankees. Hack's down there at bat with Dean over on first base. Hack's watching for it with one and two. Low curveball, wide. And nicely played by Dickey. He had to go to his knees to block the flight of that ball. The ball hit the dirt off to the left of the plate. Ball two strikes to the Stanley Hack. Sells the fouls, as they call him on the bench, or Stash, as we call him. Dashes up, takes the ball wide. The umpire says, no, it missed that corner. Dickey said, no, it doesn't. Umpire said, it's three and two, my boy. A fastball, a beautiful fastball down there, but it missed that outside corner. Ball three, strike two. Gomez is mixing them up nicely. And a batter, Stan Hack with three and two. Dean's on first base, ready to go. There he goes. Here's the pitch. The ball is hit by the shortstop. He's up with it. Over to second base. Back to first for the double play. From Crosetti to Gordon to Gehrig. Hack hits into a double play. From Crosetti to Gordon to Gehrig. And it was a sweet double play. Nicely worked. No runs. One hit. No errors. And no one left in bases for the Cubs. As we finish the fourth inning with the Cubs in the lead by a score of 3-2. to two. This broadcast of the World Series game between the Chicago Cubs and the New York Yankees is coming to you from Wrigley Field, Chicago. We pause for station identification. This is the WBBMF Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. All 
right, John Harrington, will you come in and take the next two innings? Thank you, Pat. We're going into the first half of the fifth with a score standing at 3-2 to two in favor of the Chicago Cubs over the New York Yankees in the second game of the 1938 World Series. Cubs three, the Yankees two, and the first man up is going to be Selkirk. George Selkirk, the left fielder for the New York Yankees, is going to be the first man to step on the batter's box. Selkirk standing off to the right while Dizzy Dean warms up with Gabby Hart in the back of the plate. Dean has thrown three or four of them. He's going to throw a couple of more. Umpire Coles, the umpire in back of the plate today, is putting on his chest protector, and he's ready to step in back of the plate. And the warm-up is over. The ball is thrown down to second base from Gabby Hartnett to Billy Herman to Jurgis, back to Dean on the mound, and we're set to go in the first half of the fifth inning. The score, 3-2 to two in favor of the Chicago Cubs. Coles looks over the ball that they've been using in the warm-up, tosses it back into the game, it's used by Dizzy Dean. He's got it out there, rubbing it up now a little bit, and Selkirk steps in the batter's box, taps his bat on the plate, swings his bat a couple of times, four timing. Gabby goes into the crouch and back of the plate, gives Dean the sign. There's the wind-up on the pitch, and the ball is hit for a high pop up at the infield. It may be in foul territory. Collins is going over after it. He shields his eyes from the sun, takes the ball from the air. Selkirk goes out to Ripper Collins in foul territory. That's one away. One down in the first half of the fifth inning, and Gordon, the second baseman, is coming up. Joe Gordon stepping in the batter's box. He had a double the first time up. It was a sort of a freak double. Two of the Chicago Cubs infielders colliding on a very slow rolling ball down toward the shortstop, and he got a double on it. Here's the pitch. The ball is fouled off to the left of the plate, down at the Cubs' dugout. For a strike, strike one. Strike one to Gordon. Gordon, a 500 hitter in yesterday's ball game, has had one hit for one trip in this game, so he's batting 1,000 for today anyway. There's the wind-up by Dean, the pitch, and it's a ball. A little bit wide, ball one, making the count one and one. Again, it was that sidearm curve ball, delivered in there by Dean very slowly, easily, and it missed the outside corner for a ball. Ball one and strike one the count. There's one down. Nobody on the bases the first half of the fifth. Here's the pitch. Fouls back into the screen for strike two, making the count one and two. Joe Gordon taking a full cut of that ball, lifting it back into the screen. New ball is gone into play. That one goes out, thrown out by the Yankee bat boy, who took it off the screen and throws it to bat Piper. Ball one and strike two to count to Gordon, the second man up in the inning. Here's the pitch. Slow ball. Zip down to Sammy Hackey. Feels it easily. A fast throw over the first base. He's out by about five steps. He's out from Van Hack over to Collins. It's Gordon who was the bat. He's out number two, and that brings Gomez up to the plate. Gomez, the first time up, hit a fly ball out to Reynolds in left field and was out. Gomez is coming up for the second time in the game. Gomez's history of wins and losses is 18 and 12. He's never lost a World Series in Calgary. He's the pitcher for the Yankees today. There's the wind-up by Dean, the pitch, and Gomez hits a foul down the first baseline. Goes just a foot outside as it goes past the first base cushion. Dean had gone over to cover at first base in case it had been fair. Collins fielded the ball, throws it into Hartnett. Hartnett throws it around the infield, finally back to Dean. Score of the ball game, 3-2 to two in favor of the Cubs. And the batter up there is Gomez with two out, nobody on in the first half of the fifth. There's the wind-up, and here's the pitch. A swing and a miss. Well, he strikes strike two. He swings at a slow curveball. Dean getting a sign from Gabby again. Gomez ready. There's the wind-up, and here's the pitch. And the ball is hit for a high foul. Back into the stands. Just below us and off to the left. Seemed like everybody reached up. Hands were stuck up in the sky for that baseball. It drops right in between them and hits down on the concrete. And then there's a scramble on to see who will get the ball. There's the wind-up on the pitch. The ball is hit on the ground. It's down to Billy Herman. It's a slow, easy grounder. Herman over to Collins. And he is out. Gomez out at first base from Herman to Collins. Retired the side in the first half of the fifth inning with no runs, no hits, no errors, and no one left on the bases. Dean has now pitched five innings of baseball, allowed but three hits, walked one man, allowed
have two runs to score. Now we're going into the last half of the fifth inning, and the first man to come up is going to be Billy Herman. Herman, who has had one hit on a strikeout thus far in the game today, and has scored one of the runs, which the Cubs have at the present time. They lead by a score of 3-2. to two. Is coming up to the plate as the first man up. So we'll see Billy Herman, Frank Demery, and Joe Marty. Each one of these men have had at least one hit. Herman has had one for two. Demery has had one for one, getting a single the first time and sacrificing the second. And Joe Marty has had one for two, having a double which scored two uh, runs in the third inning. Marty's long fly ball scored the first run for the Chicago Cubs. So Marty today has driven in all the runs which the Cubs have at the present time. The score being 3-2 to two in favor of the Chicago Cubs over the New York Yankees. The last half of the fifth inning, Gomez has warmed up. The ball has been thrown around the infield. Billy Herman is stepping in the batter's box. Umpire Coles back in the plate signifies it all as well. There's the wind-up, and here's the first pitch now to Herman. A high one. Ball one. Came in way over his head. Begging a much taller man than Herman had to catch the ball up around his shoulders. Beggy goes down in the crush, back of the plate, gives a sign to Gomez. There's the wind-up and the pitch. A strike, shoulder high over the inside corner. Making the count one and one. It was a fastball. Ball one and strike on the count. Sunshine out at the field at the present time. There's the wind-up again, the pitch, and a strike again. This time it's a curve ball that came in their waist high for strike two, making the count one and two. A call strike. Ball one and strike to the gun. Billy swinging the bat for timing. There's the wind-up by Gomez. The pitch. Herman gets the ball. Low one on the inside. It came down around his ankles. Back in the count. Two and two. Ball two and strike two. Two and two the count. Gomez gets the ball. He's getting a sign now from Dickey. Starts his wind-up. Billy Herman ready. Here's the pitch. The ball is hit for a high fly. It's going to be in short right field. Joe Thornton, the second baseman, started in for the ball and then had to stop himself and go back, but he finally makes the catch. Herman popping up to Gordon on a high fly ball just back on the grass in back of Gordon's regular second base position in the infield. Gomez now pitching to Frank Demery. Demery, the right fielder for the Chicago Cubs in the second game of the 1938 World Series is standing up there at the plate. Gomez gets his sign from Dickey. There's the wind-up and here's the pitch. And it's a strike. A curveball strike came in just at the knees. Cubs leading 3-2 over the Yankees. Second game of the series. They win this. It'll be one game apiece. Here's the pitch. A ball. Low on the inside, which gets away from Dickey, and a new ball is thrown into play. Thrown out to Gomez on the mound. Gomez, the left-hander, pitching against Dizzy Dean, a right-hander, in this second game. Gomez getting a sign. There's the wind-up and the pitch. A swing and a miss by Demery for strike two. A high curve ball on the outside. Demery stands out of the batter's box for a moment, looks around. Just a little bit disgusted with himself, I believe, for having swung at that bad one, which was high and wide. Ball one and strike two is the count to Demery. There's a wind-up by Gomez. And here's the pitch. Demery hits a long fly out of the center field, and it's going to be an out. Joe DiMaggio taking the ball easily for the out. That brings Marty up to the plate. Marty with a double the last time up is coming up now, and he's getting quite a cheer from the crowd. He has driven in all three runs for the Chicago Cubs. about his box, taps his bat on the plate, Dickey crosses down and back of the plate to give the sign to Gomez, we're in the last half of the fifth inning, the score of the ball game, three to two in favor of the Cubs, there's a wind up on the pitch, a strike, a curve ball strike right over the heart of the plate, came in their waist high, Gomez, long, leaning like he stands out there, gets his sign from Dickey, winds up again on the pitch, is another strike, same curve ball, right over the heart of the plate, waist high, for strike two, two down, nobody on, and Joe Marty the batter. Marty is ready. There's the wind-up, and here's the pitch. And it's a ball. Low one on the outside. Dickey thought it should have been called a strike. He started to roll the ball out to the mound and walk off. The umpire called it a ball. It's ball one and strike two. 
One and two the count. There's the wind up, and here's the pitch. And he starts to swing, but holds back, and it goes for ball two, low and on the outside. Ball two and strike to the count. Marty started his swing, but held it back in time. The umpire is doing their usual brilliant job in this World Series. There's the wind up, and here's the pitch. And the ball is hit for a base hit out the left field. Marty singles to left. Ball taken out there by George Selkirk is thrown in to second base. Frankie Crossetti is covering the bag there and takes the ball. It's a single for Marty, his second hit in three tricks. Marty on first base. It's the eighth hit off Gomez, Vernon Gomez, in this second game of the 1938 World Series, which the Cubs at the present time are leading by a score of three to two. The Cubs three, the Yankees two. Kyle Reynolds is up. As a stretch, here's the pitch to Reynolds, and Reynolds gets a strike over the outside corner of fastball. It came in a knee high. That ball was set just exactly where Gomez wanted it to go. Fastball knee high over the outside corner. Now he's ready, gets his time stretches, the pause, here's the pitch. High on the outside for a ball. Ball one and strike one the count to Reynolds. One and one the count to Reynolds, Marty down there on first base. Gomez gets his time. Here's the pitch. And a strike right over the heart of the plate, a fastball. Comes in there, just halfway between the knees and the waistline. And it's a call, strike, strike two, making the count one and two to Carl Reynolds. Ball one and strike two to count. Gomez getting a sign from Dickey. Stands out there on the mound, doesn't seem to be a bit perturbed about the man on first. Here's the pitch, and the ball is hit for a high foul. Back into the right field stand. Goes back of the Yankee dugout. Almost into the reserve grandstand section. Ball one and strike to the count to Carl Reynolds. Two down on the man on first base and Marty. Marty takes a good lead. There's a stretch, the pitch, a high one, and the steal is on, and Marty is going to be out at second base. He is out from Dickey down to Crossetti. Marty goes out stealing from Dickey to Crossetti, who covered the bag. Bringing to a close the last half of the fifth inning with no runs, one hit, no errors, and no one left on the bases. Gomez has now pitched five innings of baseball. He has allowed eight hits, walked one man, struck out three men, and allowed three runs to score, and the Cubs are leading by a score of three to two going into the first half of the sixth inning. In the sixth inning, we're going to see Fossetti, Rolf, and Henrich as the first three men to face Dizzy Dean. Let's see what their records are in this ball game thus far. Fossetti up two times in the ball game, a slide out each time to Carl Reynolds in left field. Rolf up two times in the ball game, grounded out the first time to Dean, the second time went out from Herman over to Collins. Henrich up two times in the ball game, popped out the first time to Billy Jagers, the second time went out from Herman over to Collins at first base. Those are the first three men to come up in this inning. Dean is getting his sign, he's finished his warm up, and Crossetti is now in the batter's box, taps his bat on the plate. There's Dean getting a sign from Gabby. He has it. There's the wind-up, and here's the pitch, and it's a strike. A curveball, sidearm curveball, which came in there, shoulder high for a strike. It came right over the plate. Strike on the count. Again, the wind-up by the great Dizzy. This time he has to stop, however, as Crossetti has stepped out of the batter's box. Now Crossetti is in there again, swings his bat a couple of times. Dizzy winds up, and the pitch, Crossetti follows. Back into the screen and back of the plate for strike two. Strike two, the count to Frankie Crossetti, the shortstop for the New York Yankees. Dizzy Dean, the pitcher, there's the windup, and here's the pitch, and Crossetti hits another fly ball out the left field. This time, Reynolds goes almost back to the wall to take it, but take it he does for the out. Crossetti, three times in the ball game, has gone out to Carl Reynolds out in left field. One down in the first half of the sixth, and Rolf is coming up. Dean has pitched five innings, allowed but three hits. He has walked one man and allowed two runs to the score. He hasn't struck out a man in the ball game. One down. 
Red Roth is the batter with left hand hit it. There's the windup, and here's the pitch. Roth gets a strike. Just about three inches above the knees and over the inside corner for strike one. Other side arm fastball. There's the windup, and here's the next pitch by Dizzy. A slow ball comes over the plate, but a little bit low for ball one. Making the count one and one. Ball one and strike one the count. Ball one and strike one. There's one out. Batter up there is Red Wolf. Here's the pitch, a slow ball, which came a little bit too close to him that time for ball two, making the count two and one. Ball two and strike one, the count. Wolf swings that bat a couple of times to the third baseman for the Yankees. Here's the pitch, and it's a ball which comes in right at the knees, but a little bit too close to him for ball three, making the count three and one. Ball three and strike one. Says he doesn't say a word, although Gabby complained to one player Coles about that one. Three and one, the count. There's the windup. And here's the next one. And it's a strike over the inside corner. Curveball, which broke over the inside corner, went high for strike two, making the count three and two. It was a call strike. Dean goes right into his windup again. Rolf Weddy, here's the pitch. Rolf took a full shot of the ball and swung and missed on a low curve on the inside and went down swinging, striking out for the first strike out of the ball game for Dizzy Dean. Dizzy Dean has now struck out one man, and Tommy Henrich, the right fielder, is coming up. Henrich up there at the plate. There's the wind-up by Dizzy. The pitch, a strike over the outside corner right at the knees. Again, that side-arm curveball. Dizzy's using a swell side-arm curve and a side-arm fastball along with a change of pace. This is a change of pace ball for strike two. It comes in there way far. Dean winds up again. The pitch to Henrich. The ball is hit right back at Dean. He knocks it down, picks it up very slowly, throws over to Collins. He's up. Dean to Collins. who twice in this game has flied out but batted 333 yesterday and then Collins another 333 hitter who today has struck out once and had a single. Going into the last half of the sixth inning Delmas still warming up down in the Cubs is still leading by a score of 3-2. to two. The Chicago Cubs 3 the Yankees the American League entry in the World Series 2 at the end of the first half of the sixth inning of this ball game. We're getting the score just as often as we possibly can think of it because a lot of you who we know are tuning in at the office and other places. Bob Reynolds up there at the plate, a right-hand hitter. Reynolds is the first man up in the last half of the sixth. There's the wind-up by Gomez. The pitch to him, he gets a ball inside. A little bit too close to him for ball one. Pitch was in there about shoulder high. Dickey's throw back to Gomez was almost over his head. Ball on the count. Gomez getting a sign from Dickey. Dickey crouches down, puts up the glove for the target. The pitch comes inside again for ball two. Back in the count to Reynolds, ball two. Ball to the count. Already there's the wind-up, and here's the pitch. And it's a strike over the outside corner of the strike one. It came in right at the knees. Making the count two and one. It's a call strike. Gomez gets his sign from Dickey. Kyle Reynolds, the first man up the last half of the sixth. Here's the pitch and a foul. Back into the screen and back of the plate, making the count two and two. Ball two and strike to the count. 
Battle stepping back in the batter's box. He was out momentarily waiting for that new ball to be rubbed up by Gomez. Already there's the wind-up, and here's the pitch. And the ball is hit for a high pop up to the infield. Crossbody is coming in and back of the mound. He's under the ball. Dances around under it a couple of times, finally takes it for the out. Reynolds popping up to cross study the shortstop, who came in and back of the pitcher's mound to take that ball. The next man to come up is going to be Gabby Hartnett. Hartnett coming up, and he's getting a nice round of applause. Setting in the batter's box, a 3.33 hitter in yesterday's game hasn't had a hit today. Here's the pitch, a high one for a ball. Ball one. Sort of a high lobbing throw, nothing much on it. Gomez getting a sign from Dickey. There's the wind-up, and here's the pitch. Hartnett hits a long ball. It's going way deep in the center field, but DiMaggio is going back after it. He gets under it and takes it for the out. It was a long fly ball, about 380 feet away from home plate, but it was the dead center. And the ball been hit to left or to right. It probably would have gone into the stands for a home run, but that was hit to dead center feet. Collins is up with two out, nobody on the bases. The last half of the sixth, and the Cubs leading 3-2 to two over the Yankees. Here's the pitch. The ball is hit for a high foul, back into the screen and back of the plate by Collins for strike one. Pepper Collins, the first baseman for the Cubs, is up. The ball has been thrown in. Collins has had one hit and a strikeout and two trips up in this game. Here's the pitch. He takes a slow ball, hits it down to Red Rolf. Rolf comes up with it. Collins is running down to first. The throw is way wide by Red Rolf, and he is safe at first base. Waiting for the officials. It's an error for Rolf on the throw. Error for Rolf at third base on the throw. That's the second error in the ball game for Rolf. Rolf had an error in that... First inning on a catch coming from the outfield. Catch of a ball coming from the outfield. Collins is on first base and the batter is Jurgis. Here's the pitch and it's a ball wide to Billy Jurgis for ball one. After Jurgis we see Dean. Billy Jurgis up with the man on first base. Gomez getting his sign. Here's the pitch and the foul back into the screen and back of the plate. Ball strike one. Megan the guns one and one to Billy Jurgis. Becky throws another ball into play. Getting it from umpire Coles in back of the plate. Throwing it out to Gomez on the mound. Gomez getting a sign now from Dickey. Dickey puts up the glove for a target. Here's the pitch. And the ball is hit way deep in the right field foul. Way deep in the right field stands. The ball curving off the end of the bat as Bill Jurgis hit just a little bit too late on that outside ball. Ball curved into the right field stands for strike two, making the count one and two. Ball one and strike to the count. There are two outs. Toss over to first base. A nice easy throw by Gomez over to Gehrig. Sort of a game of catch. Billy Jurgis waiting for the next pitcher. Standing up there at the plate. Swinging a couple of times to get his timing down. Here's the pitch from Gomez. It's a ball on the inside. A curve ball. Breaking in to a right-hand hitter. Jurgis took it. For ball two. Making the count two and two. Ball two and strike to the count two out. Here's the pitch. The ball is in on the ground. Over Gomez. Steady goes down across. Steady cross. Steady comes up with it. Steps on second base. And Collins is up. Forced at second base. Mike Fossetti. Thanks to a close the last half of the sixth inning. The result of the inning, no runs, no hits, one error, an error by Red Rolf of the Yankees, and one man was left on the base. Thanks to a close sixth inning to play in this second game of the 1938 World Series with a score standing at 3-2 in favor of the Cubs over the Yankees. This broadcast of the World Series game between the Chicago Cubs and the New York Yankees is coming to you from Wrigley Field, Chicago. We pause for station identification. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago.
now again, ladies and gentlemen, Pat Flanagan. Thank you, John Harrington. Ready to go to work? Dean and Harton at the battery. The boys are playing out in left field for a full hitter who's coming to bat. Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio, Gehrig, and Dickey coming up as the first three men to face Dean in this inning. Cubs two, Yankee, uh, Cubs three, Yankees two, as we start the first half of the seventh. Ready for the ball to be pitched. Dean has his sign from Hartnett. Starts into a slow, easy wind-up. Sidearm curve, ball high. Long ball one. A little high that time for ball one. Kind of a ball that keeps climbing all the time. Here's the next pitch. Outside, curve ball wide for ball two. Gabby makes a sign down toward the bullpen. Next one, the umpire says it's ball three. Gabby makes a sign for them to lay down first at the bullpen. The next sign is to get up. His first sign was to stay down. The next sign, get up. Ball three, the next one's a strike in the outside corner. Three and one is the call. Man as bad as DiMaggio. Dean winds it up. He's ready to pitch. Here it comes. There goes the ball foul out toward left field. He went too soon for a slow ball. Ball three and strike two. Larry French and Jack Russell warming up for the Cubs. Hartman yells something to Dizzy Dean. Three and two to the hitter. Dean's out there on the mound as he signed. Dean starts his wind-up. He's going to pitch it. Here it comes. There goes the ball toward third base on a hop to Hack. Hack over to first base. He's out. Marshall is out from Hack over to first base from Collins. That's one down. Gary comes to bat with a perfect day at bat. He has walked once, singled once. Bill Gary comes to bat. One man down, nobody on. There's a pitch. There's the ball for a high fly toward right field. Right fielder Damory is coming in, playing the win on the dead run. He's waiting for it and gets it for the out. Really got him a fly to the right fielder. Next down at the top is Dickey. He had a perfect day at bat yesterday. Today he's popped out of the shortstop and hit into a double play. Dean goes up to the mound to get his sign. Dean has his sign. He's ready to pitch it down. Two down, nobody on. There's the ball fouled up into the net. They're starting to take a cut at everything that Dizzy puts down there that looks good. It's the seventh inning, and the Cubs are ahead 3-2. to two. Turned out to be a beautiful, bright, sunshiny day along about the fourth inning. Still a few fleecy clouds up in the skies, but most it's clear. There goes the ball for a drive out towards center field, way back deep. Marty's after it. He has it. And on the final out. Then coming up and down in the seventh inning. No runs, no hits, no errors. All good Cup fans come to their feet in this last half of the seventh inning. We have Dean, Hack, and Herman coming up for their turns at bat. Getting all ready to go. Dean, Hack, and Herman coming up to face Gomez, who has allowed eight hits and three runs. the last half of the seventh. In the second inning, well, the Cubs got their first run in the first inning. Hack singled. Herman stuck out. Hack went over to second and on down to third when Demerty got a hit and it was an error charged to Rolf on a ball that he missed when it was thrown in from right field. Marty hit a long try that DiMaggio got against the center field wall and Hack scored. In the second inning, DiMaggio singled. Gehrig walked and put DiMaggio on second. Dickey popped out to the shortstop. Selkirk hit a long ball off the center field with two out. Gordon hit a slow roller off toward third base. 
Hack and Jurgis both made a dive for it. They hit each other. The ball rolled between them. Went for a double. DiMaggio and Gehrig scored, and Gordon called up on second base. Then Gomez flied out to left. Gomez having his wall of throws. The Cubs got their second set of runs. When they came to battle the first man up in the third inning, Hack getting a hit. Then Herman got a single. There was a sacrifice by Demery that both advanced both men to second and third. Marty, who had driven the run in in the first inning, got a double out to right center and drove in those two runs. Then Reynolds walked. Hartnett popped out to center field, and Collins struck out. So the Cubs are ahead by a score of 3-2 to two, as they're playing the last half of the seventh to Dizzy Dean coming to bat. Facing lefty Gomez. Dean comes up and taps the plate and gets all set to go. Last half of the seventh. Ready for the ball of the pitch. Dean's waiting for it. Right past his nose. In close for ball one. Fastball. Dean got a hit his last time up. Dizzy's watching for it. Swinging that bat off the shoulder. Started for that. Changed his mind and took a fast hook in the outside corner. It was a screwball, beautifully pitched, and it broke away from a right hand hitter and caught the outside corner for one and one. Lizzie Dean's watching. The next one's down in the dirt. Picked up and thrown back quickly by Dickey. Ball two strike one is the call. Dean's the first man at bat in this inning, which is the last half of the seventh. Here's the pitch. Dean's top corner right field. It's a single. jacket put on now. Stanley Heck coming to battle the man on first base. The infield drawn up watching for a sacrifice. Red Rolf is playing shallow. He's up on the grass inside of the third base circle. A pitcher starts to warm up for the Yankees. In fact, two pitchers start to warm up. First ball pitched down with a high ball. Heck let it go by. Dickey came up with it and was all poised to make They were looking for a sacrifice. Murphy and Hadley warming up. Next ball pitched in is called a strike. Ball one and strike one. Gomez pitching fastball as Hack gets ready to try to punt. He's trying to sacrifice Dean down to second. The Cubs are leading by a score of three to two. It's one and one of the hitters. Stan Hack is a bat. Tried to bunt and the ball went foul. Came back and hit the umpire on the foot. It's ball one and strike two. One and two. Hack tried to punt like he did in the Pittsburgh series. Attempted to drive the ball into the ground for a high bounder, which would give both men a chance to be safe. Hadley and Murphy warming up for the Yankees. Watch for the pitch to Hack. Takes the ball, called for a strike in the inside corner. And he yells about the decision, but the umpire says it's a strike right in there, called. And Hack had a slow change of baseball and fooled in that time. He's called out on strikes, which is strikeout number four, I believe, for Goofy Gomez. Right, Tom. Thank you. Billy Herman comes to bat. He's had one hit this afternoon. Yesterday, he batted 250. And on first is Dean. Billy Herman at bat. First ball pitched. He tries to hit it out toward right field, but it's a fastball. And he hits it foul up into the upper deck behind the first base. When Herman steps forward in the batsman's box, he's trying to hit behind the runner. Dizzy Dean laid that ball out on right field by just tapping at it. Dean's taking a lead at first. Billy tries to hit one to right field, and he fouls another one back into the stand. Way down in the right field stand. Gomez is working very rapidly. The boys are in there taking their cuts on both ball cuts. Dean is working very rapidly, too. Watching for the pitch. The Cubs leading 3-2, to two, a man on first. Next ball pitched is right past Billy Herman's nose. Ball one, strike two. One man down, a man up on first base. 
And if the Cubs can get a rally started here, they can cause a lot of trouble. The if is, Mr. Gomez is pitching himself a flock of baseball. Billy takes another high ball right past his nose. Ball two. Ball two, strike two, and Dizzy Dean's over on first base. He wants to go. But they're holding him there with the hope that Bill might be able to get a hold of one. They're playing him for a full hitter out toward left. Billy Herman's a boy at bat. Hits the ball foul off to the left of the plate. It's a foul ball. Strike two is still the call. Ball two, strike two. Dickey goes over, retrieves the ball, and starts around the end. but it doesn't go very far. Gary immediately gives it to the pitcher. Billy Herman steps up into the batsman's box, taps the barrel of the bat down against the plate. Man on first is Dizzy Dean. It's a two-and-two two count of the hitter. There's one man down. Watch for the pitch. He swings too late of the fastball. Goes down swinging. That's strikeout number five for Gomez. He struck out two in the first inning. He struck out one in the third. And now he has struck out two in the seventh of the man aboard. Demerty coming to bat. He's had a hit, laid down a sacrifice, and flied out the center. Dizzy Dean is trapped off the first base. Gomez ready to make the throw, and he misses him, and Dizzy's making him go all the way to second. Now he's running back, and he's finally put out on the throw from Gomez to Gordon. Dean is caught off first. Dean caught off first, and he goes out from Gomez to Gordon. The side is retired, no runs, one hit, no errors, and no one left on base. That ends the seventh inning. We start playing now in the first half of the eighth inning, with the Cubs still leading by a score of 3-2 to two in a very tight ball game. Kirk Gordon and Gomez, the first three men to come and face Izzy Dean. Dean out of the mound, picks up the rosin sack, gets ready to take that ball and have a few warm-up throws with Gabby Hartnett. Score is 3-2 to two in favor of the Cubs. We told you how the Cubs made their scores and how the Yankees got there, too. So you can see how the ball game has gone since those early innings. The Yankees are still a dangerous club and the Cubs are just as dangerous. Get those hits. The Cubs have had a hit in every inning except the six. That's the only inning in which they have gone hit. They got two hits. They had a run in the first inning. They got three hits and two runs in the third. They got one hit in the second, fourth, fifth, and seventh. When the first man up got a hit, then Gomez really bore down. They still have Hadley and Murphy warming up for the Yankees. Figuring probably that if Selkirk or Gordon get on, they can relieve Gomez. The Cubs have French and Russell keeping warm. Dizzy Dean gets ready to pitch this ball down to Selkirk. Dean winds it up. Arms overhead. They're playing him for a full hitter toward right. He hits one out toward right field. The ball takes a hop out there and it's thrown back into the infield in a hurry. And they find a man of it on first base. Selkirk got the hit to put the tying run on. Now we'll see what the Yankees do. That is hit number four off Dean. And the first hit they've had since the fourth inning. And it's the second hit that they've had since the second inning. They're starting to take six on Dizzy now. And that first pitch, we'll see what happens. The man of that is Gordon. Flash Gordon likes to hit that first pitch. There's a look toward first, the pitch. Gordon takes a floater that gets away from Gabby, but he picks it up and holds the runner on first. Ball one, too low. Right down in the dirt. Ball is three to two in favor of the Cubs. The Yankees have that tying run on first. He's a fast man. Twinkle toes Selkirk. Gordon's at bat. This boy's driven in a lot of runs this year. There's the stretch by Dean, the pitch. There goes the ball toward third. Back gets it. Over to second. Second back to first. And he's taken first and out of second for the fourth time. Axe fumbled the ball a little bit, went to his knees, got up and threw it to Herman. Herman made a quick quartering throw over to first base, but Gordon was too fast. He's safe on the fielder's choice, and he represents the tying run. Whereas Selkirk was, Selkirk was forced out of second base from Hack over to Herman. 
Let's see who bats for Gomez. Somebody coming up to bat for Gomez. Husky boy to Gomez is out of the game. Gomez hit seven innings. He allowed 11 hits. He walked one. He struck out five and three runs came in on his pitching. Looks like Powell. No. Male Hogue is batting for Gomez. Hogue is coming up as a pinch batter for Gomez. Coming up as a pinch batter in the eighth inning. Gomez. Lefty Gomez is out. There's a man over on first base. Dean ready to pitch down to Mahog. Dean pitches and Hogue takes the first one outside. Low ball. Ball one, no strikes. One down on the tying run on first base. We have Hadley and Murphy warming up for the Yankees. There's a stretch by Dean. The look toward first. The ball is pitched in for the strike. And the outside corner to knee. Change of pace. A very, very slow ball. Jack Russell is keeping warm for the Cubs. Dean stretches and looks toward first. That's Gordon leading over there. The ball is hit toward right field. It's a slow bounder. Over to second base for the fourth out. Herman got the ball. With a back spin on it, it took a bounce, and Herman got the ball and forced Gordon over to second base and leads Hogue over on first base in the fielder's choice. Hogue is on first base in the fielder's choice, and we have the runner out of second base from Herman over to Jerks. Put two down, a man on first, and brings Crosetti to bat. Crosetti's been hitting the ball awfully hard this afternoon, but he's been flying out to left field. Larry French and Jack Russell keeping warm for the cup. Throw over to first base, the runner's safe. Runner's safe on first base, that's Hogue. Another pitch picked over to first base, he's safe this time, but by an eyelash... Collins tried to put the ball on him twice that time. Hadley and Murphy keeping warm for the Yankees. Watch for this pitch down here. Dean has his sign. Here's the pitch. Strike. Right down the middle. One strike to Corsetti. A fast sidearm ball. Dean's ready to pitch again. The man over on first base. Hoagie's plenty fast. The Cubs are ahead by a score of 3-2. We're playing the first half of the eighth. There's the stretch by Dean. The look toward first. He pitches. Hi. Call for a pitch out that time in case Hogue went down, but he didn't. Ball one and strike one. Dean swings toward the rubber. Leans over to get his sign. Now he toes the rubber. Dean's ready to pitch this ball in. There's the stretch of the look toward first. He steps back off the bag. Off the pitching rubber and looks toward first. Hogue was making a dancing motion like he might go. Dean has his sign now. A high stretch by Dean. The glance toward first. A quick throw to first base. The throws on the right, the wrong side of the bag. And the player comes in, and he's safe. Off to the right of the bag instead of in the inside left corner. Ball one, strike one. He follows the next one back in the net. Goes for Teddy. Ball one, strike two. Dean gets his sign to pitch the next one down. One and two to the hitter. Dean's up on the mound. Rubs the ball up. Now he's ready to toe the rubber. Dean swings with his toe up on the rubber. There's the stretch to look toward first. Runner makes a jumping motion. There's the ball fouled up into the upper part of the net. Ball one. Strike two. Two down. Three to two in favor of the Cubs and playing the first half of the eighth. As Dean receives a new ball from Hartnett. Dean's ready to swing into position. 
Out on first base is Hogue. Dean has his sign. There's the stretch. The look toward first. One and two on the hitter. Ball floats down. Was hit toward third base. He went for a slow ball that time. Went down toward third base and just missed the dugout. Ball came in on the bat handle. Gabby Hartman yells something to Dean. Watching for the ball to be pitched in. Dean has his sign. Keeps letting his arm flop along at the side. Ball one, strike two. Run around first is Hogue. Dean has the sign. There's the stretch. The look toward first. Here's the pitch. Up fire says, what? The ball wide. Ball two, strike two. Gabby tried to call a strike, but it's wide. Umpire was right on top of the play. Umpire Cole's a good man. They're all good umpires, or they wouldn't be in the World Series. In fact, they're good umpires, or they wouldn't be umpiring in the American and National League. They're the top men in their business, or they wouldn't be up here. Ball two, strike two, two down a man on first. Dean stretches. He looks toward first. Here's the pitch. There's the ball fouled down the third baseline. Get to the dugout again. Ball two, strike two. They're taking a cut of everything that Dean serves up there. Trying to get that tying run around. Oak is a fast enough boy on his feet. Ready for that next ball to be pitched. Umpire dusts off the home plate. The sun has gone back up a cloud somewhere. We can't see the cloud, but it's somewhere off to the west. We're facing directly toward the east, right down the first baseline. There's the stretch by Dean. Here's the pitch. Umpire says it's wide and low. Ball three strikes two, and the runner can start with the pitch now. fans start to talk it up. Some fans are yelling for Dizzy to hold him. Run around first, ready to go with the pitch. Dizzy stretches. Steps off the mound as he finds out that the hitter has stepped out of the batsman's box. Ball three, strike two, two down, and the runner on first can go with the pitch. Dean is pitching to Selkirk. Dean stretches. Dean's ready to let it go. Here it comes. There goes the ball out to left field. It's foul. to Selkirk. I'm at Crosetti. Pitching itself to um, Crossani. I was thinking of Twinkle Toes, Selkirk, who got the hit to start this eighth inning. It was fourth and second. Crossetti is the man at bat. Ball three, strike two, two men down, and Hogue on first base. Dean ready to pitch this ball down to Crossetti. Dean swings out of the mound, throws the rubber, runner on first can go with the pitch on a three and two with two down. There he goes. Here's the pitch. There goes the ball for a hell of High, 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 long drive. Out in the left field stand for a home run. Corsetti hit the home run. Out into the left field stand. And the score has now changed complexion. It's the Yankees, four, and the Cubs, three. Two runs coming in, and that's only hit number five off the pitching of the A well-hit ball. He's been aiming for that all afternoon. Trying hard to pull that ball, and he's been holding back, and, and three times Crossetti has slid out to Reynolds. Once he held back and hit into the corner, Reynolds got it there. The next two times he drove him clear back to the wall. A well-hit ball for a home runner, and the Yankees have gone out ahead by a score of four to three. Next ball pitched in was pitched into Rolf. Rolf got that ball. First one for the ball, the next one for a strike. Ready for the next ball to be pitched. Next one floats in close for another ball. Ball two, strike one, two down, and two runs in for the Yankees. They're ahead four to three. The Yankees are all jumping up and down over there on the bench. 
and they're patting Corsetti on the head and hitting him on the back. Corsetti finally got the first home run of the World Series. There goes the ball for a high foul toward first. No sense going for that. It's way back in there. Gentleman caught the ball with the edge of his cap that time. Missed it. Ball two, strike two. Four to three in favor of the Yankees in the eighth inning. Here's the pitch. Up fire says you're out. Strike three. Rolf stood there and looked at it. Fly by. And he's called out on strike. Rolf is calling the umpire over toward Pat Piper to get some new balls. The coach on third base comes up to say something, and the umpire pays no attention to it. There were two runs, two hits, no errors, and no one left in the base. In eight innings, Dizzy Dean has allowed five hits and four runs, and his opponent, Lefty Gomez, in seven innings, allowed Levitt and three runs. Now we have a new pitcher coming in, and I think it's Murphy. Murphy, who has been depended upon to be the great man for the Yankees in the pinches as a pitcher, is the man who's coming in to pitch, I believe. Murphy will probably come in to pitch. First man coming to battle be Demery. Demery, Marty, and Reynolds, the first three coming up to face Murphy in the eighth inning. The Cubs need one run to tie and two to go out and get ahead. The Cubs got one run in the first. They got one, two runs in the third. The Yankees got two runs in the second. And they got two runs in the eighth. And a home run by Crossetti with a man aboard. Murphy coming in a pitch. Murphy coming into pitch in the eighth inning. Murphy's a great big right-hander. The Yankees are leading by a score of four to three. The Cubs about hit them two to one, but they haven't been able to get those runs in the pinches. A very, very well hit ball by Crossetti, who's been aiming at that left field bleacher all afternoon. And this is the one, instead of hitting a high fly, that he hit the line drive. He really got a hold of that pitch by Dean and smacked himself a line drive that really went for a home run. This is the last half of the eighth. Murphy's having his warm-up throws with Dickey. man who's coming to bat is Demery. He's got one hit, laid down a sacrifice, and he's flied out to DiMaggio. The crowd's starting to say play ball, but Murphy still keeps throwing the ball down to Dickey. Dickey finally gets ready to throw it back to him. The umpire dusts off the home plate. The throw is made to second. Murphy comes down to talk with Dickey about the sign. The first man coming to bat is Frankie Demery. All right, the Yankees asserted their power, and with a man aboard, got the only home run of the World Series so far. And that made the Yankees four and the Cubs three. The Cubs have got to get a run to tie and two to go to hit. It's a seesaw battle. The Cubs were ahead in the first inning. The Yankees were ahead in the second. The Cubs turned around and got ahead again in the third. The Yankees went ahead in the eighth. And Frankie Demery just took a ball and just missed his nose. Too close. Murphy ready to pitch to Demery. Frank's watching for it. There goes the ball for a high fly over toward third base. It's a foul back into the stands. And we find Rolf and Corsetti both going for it, but not a chance. Couldn't get to it. A long foul of a northeast wind carried back into the stands. Four to three in favor of the Yankees. Last out of the eighth. Man up at bat is Frankie Demery. Waiting for the ball to be pitched. Demery's watching for it. He's had one hit this afternoon. That was off of Gomez. He attempted to bump and the ball went foul for a strike two. 
All one strike two. Ball one who strike two to the hitter. All set for the ball to be pitched in. Frank is watching for it. They're playing Frank for a full hitter toward left. That leaves center field and right field wide open. Right down the middle, but it's too low. Ball was down below the knees. Vicky started to throw the ball toward third base, and the umpire says, I'm sorry, son, that was a ball. Ball two, strike two. Demery waiting for another one. Bat on the shoulder. Swung at it for a strike. Went for a curveball that time. The last three men to come up have gone down swinging. That's strikeout number one for Murphy. The first man he faced, he struck off. They say that's bad luck. Well, here comes Marty to bat. He's driven in all three of the Cubs' runs. Joe Marty coming to bat. One man down, nobody on. Ready for the pitch to Joe. High ball. One ball, two high and wide. Gets it outside corner with an overhand curve. It's four to three in favor of the Yankees. Ready for the ball to be pitched. Marty's watching for it. Low ball, two. Over the plate, but too low. Overhand pitch. Murphy has been a great relief man for the Yankees for the past couple of years. Let's see how the next one goes. Marty's watching for it. There goes the ball for a high fly toward right field. Way out there, but it's back into the stands. Right fielder started for it and made a nice run, but the ball was fouled by at least 60 feet. Snapped his glasses down and went for it. That heads up ball, though, when you keep going for it, you never can tell what the wind will do. Ball two, strike one. Marty at bat, watching for another one. We'll see how it comes in. Marty takes one close to his belt for ball three. That's three and one, and the next two must be good. The next two have to be in there for Marty. It's four to three in favor of the Yankees on a home run in the eighth inning with a man aboard. That home run hit by Crossetti. Marty took a strike in the outside corner, makes it three and two. He puts the burden of proof on the pitcher. JoJo's walking to the next one. Last three men to face Gomez and Murphy have struck out. Marty's up there. Watch for the pitch. Three and two. One down. There it goes. Out to right field. Marty gets his hit. There you have it. Three hits in a row for Marty. Two to a double and two singles. But the man over on first base. That pitch number one off. Murphy. The tying run is on. With Reynolds coming to back. Reynolds is back. The man over on first. One man down. He's over on first base. The tying run is on. The Cubs must bring it in here. First ball of the slow curve, stack one. One strike it is to Carl Reynolds. One man out, a man on first base. He strike one of the hitter. The next pitch will change something. It's four to three in favor of the Yankees. The last out of the eighth. Cubs at bat. There goes the ball for a drive down towards second base. Over to shortstop. Shortstop back to first for the double play. From Gordon to Crosetti to Garrett. Reynolds hits into a double play. From Gordon, second base. Crosetti at short to Garrett over at first. And the side is retired with no runs, run hit, no errors, and no one left on base. All right, the score is 4-3 to three in favor of the Yankees. The broadcast of the World Series games between the Chicago Cubs and the New York Yankees is coming to you from Wrigley Field, Chicago. We pause for station identification. This is the WBBMF Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago.
John Harrington, will you take this next inning? Thank you. Going into the first half of the ninth inning, the score reading 4-3 to three in favor of the New York Yankees over the Chicago Cubs. The first man to come up is going to be Tommy Hendricks, the right fielder. Tommy Hendricks is ready to step in the batter's box. However, Gabby Hardnett, who was scheduled to come up the bat after Carl Reynolds, had to go over to the dugout and put on all that touching, catching paraphernalia. So he's finally come out there now, and he's standing just in back of the plate. Now there on the mound has finished his warm-ups, and the first man is stepping in the batter's box is Tommy Hendricks, the right fielder. There's the wind-up by Dizzy Dean. Here's the pitch, and Hendricks hits a line drive smash out the right field for a single. Taken out there by Demery, thrown into second base to Billy Herman, and he's held at first. Hendricks singles to right field. Hendricks on first base. That brings DiMaggio up to the plate. Joe DiMaggio coming up. DiMaggio steps in the batter's box. Thus far today, he's had one hit, a base hit to left field, a single. And on that single, he was one of the two runs to score for the New York Yankees in the second inning. Already there's a stretch to look toward first base. And here's the pitch by Dizzy Dean. The ball is hit for a long one way out deep in the left field. It's going, 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 going over the fence and over the wall for a home run. A home run for Joe Maggio over the left field wall. Scoring two more runs for the New York Yankees. And putting on that last score of six to three in the ball game. The Yankees six to cup three. A home run by Joe DiMaggio over the left field wall with the first pitch from Dizzy Dean. Dizzy is out there now talking with all of his infielders and they're sending Jack Russell, I believe, into the ballgame. Jack Russell is going to come in to relieve Dizzy Dean. Dean is being taken out of the ballgame. Now it's going to be Larry French. French is the pitcher coming in. French at least is leaving the dugout and coming in the pitch as far as we know. Gabby is calling on Larry French to relieve Dizzy Dean here with a score... 6-3, score of 6-3 in favor of the Yanks on a single and a home run here in this first half of the ninth inning. The single was by Henrich out the right field, DiMaggio hitting a left field home run right over the left field wall out toward that yellow brick building just beyond the left field flagpole in the wall. It went all the way over the wall on the fly and down into the yard in front of that building over there, which at the present time are perched uh, several spectators on top of the building and also in the window. Putty warmed up. He's been warming up off and on since that first inning. But down there in the bullpen with Jack Russell, as a relief hurler, and the two of them have been warming up for a long time. And now the first man to come up is going to be Garrick, facing Larry French. Two runs across, nobody on the bases, nobody out. The first half of the ninth inning, and the score six to three in favor of the New York Yankees over the Cubs. Garrick in the batter's box. Larry French is ready. There's the windup, and here's the pitch. A slow curve, a little bit wide for ball one. Ball one to Lou Gehrig. The Yankees won yesterday's game 3-2-1. They're winning this one 6-3 today in the first half of the ninth. There's the windup, and here's the pitch. And a slow curve again breaks over the outside corner this time. Waste time for a cold strike, making the count 1-1. One one. Ball one and strike one to Lou Gehrig, the first baseman of the New York Yankees. Gehrig up, nobody on the bases, nobody out. First half of the ninth with two runs across. Here's the pitch, a ball inside and high. Very fast one. Ball, ball.
Two making the count, two and one. Ball two and strike one the count. Already there's the wind-up by Larry French, the pitch. A swing and a miss by Gehrig to strike two, making the count two and two. It was again that slow curve ball going away from a left-hand hitter. And he swung and missed it for strike two, making the count two and two to Lou Gehrig. Ball two and strike to the count. French getting his sign from Gabby, starts his wind-up. Here's the pitch, another slow curve. This time it's too low for ball three, making the count three and two. Ball three and strike two to Gehrig. Nobody out in the first half of the ninth and two runs across. Here's the pitch. And a swing and a miss. He strikes him out. Gary goes down swing. Mary French strikes him out. Ball the first strike out for French. Yank is putting this game, at least assuming a little bit, on ice here in the first half of the ninth with two extra runs. They were already leading four to three. Now they're leading six to three. There's the wind-up by Dean. Here's the pitch. It comes in to Bill Dickey on the inside around his knees for a ball. Ball one. Ball one, the count. Says he getting a sign. There's the wind-up. And here's the, or rather, French getting a sign. He pitches the ball in and it's a foul. Back into the screen and back of the plate for strike one. Making the count one and one to Bill Dickey. Ball one and strike one, the count. The score, 6-3 to three in favor of the Yankees over the Cubs. Bill Dickey standing up there getting a sign. Here's the pitch, and it's a ball. Low on the outside for ball two, making the count two and one. Larry French steps off the pitching rubber for a moment, goes back toward the rosin bag, but does not use it, rubs the ball up. Stands up there throwing the rubber now, getting a sign from Gabby, back of the plate. Larry's all set. There's the wind-up on the pitch. The ball is hit down to Ripper Collins. Collins feels the ball, beats him over the bag, and Dickey is out to Collins unassisted for the second out of the inning. That's two away, and it brings Selkirk up to the plate. Sprinkle toes George Selkirk. The left fielder is coming up. He steps in the batter's box with a score 6-3 to three in favor of the Yankee Ball Club over the Cubs in the second game of the 1938 World Series. Gabby crouching down in back of the plate, giving the sign to Larry French. Now he gets his sign, starts his wind-up, and here's the pitch, a fast one on the inside, almost hits him in the shoulder, he ducks away from it, it goes for ball one. Ball on the gut. Selkirk the batter, two out, nobody on, and two runs across in the first half of the ninth inning. Selkirk stepped out of the batter's box, now he's back in again, taps his bat on the plate. Larry French walks up on the pitching rubber. He's taking a little bit more time between pitches than did Dean, his predecessor. Here's the pitch, and it's a ball. Lower on the inside for ball two. Ball to the count. There are two outs. Already there's the wind-up, and here's the next one. Selkirk gets a strike, a fastball. Over the inside corner of the plate, waist high for strike one, making the count two and one. Two and one the count. Already there's the wind-up by Larry French. The pitch, a ball on the inside for ball three, making the count three and one. Ball three and strike one the count. There are two outs. Selkirk is the batter. There are two runs across. French getting his sign. Hardnett crouched down in back of the plate. Already there's the wind-up. Here's the pitch. A fast one on the inside. Almost hit him in the head. It goes for ball four, and he goes down to first base on a walk. Larry French has now struck out one man and walked one man. Selkirk seemed to pull a little muscle on his side. He's holding his side a little bit as he walks down to first base when he tried to get out of the way of that fast ball, which was coming in at his head as it came in there. It was not an intentional bean ball. It was just one of those wild throws. Ball four is down at first base after walking down there very slowly, still stretching. 
trying to get that kick out of his left side. I believe they're calling for the trainer to come out and possibly a man to run for him. Delkirk stretching and flexing his muscles goes back. The first base cushion is all right now. So it's one man on, two up, two runs across. Delkirk was hit by a pitch ball. It wasn't ball four. Scored as a hit by a pitch ball officially. Here's the pitch. It comes in to Gordon, and he swings and misses for a strike. Strike one. Although it didn't look up here as if he'd been hit by a pitch ball. That's the official scorer has thus scored it anyway. Here's the pitch now again, and it's a strike over the outside corner to Gordon for strike two. Fastball pitched in their waist high. Strike to the counter Gordon. The man on first base. Two down and two runs across. That man hit by a pitch ball. There's the stretch to look toward first base. By Larry French, here's the next pitch to Gordon. Gordon swings and strikes out. Two strikeouts for Larry French in the inning. French pitching one inning, striking out two men, hitting one man with a pitch ball, and putting him on first base. The result of the first half of the ninth inning, two runs, two hits. There were no errors, and one man was left on the bases. My totals, as far as the Yankees are concerned, run as follows. Six runs, seven hits, two errors, and two men left on the bases. We're going into the last half of the ninth inning. The score standing at 6-3 to three in favor of the New York Yankees, and it's the Cubs' last chance. The National League got his last chance in this second game of the World Series to come up. Now, officially, now, officially, he was walked. Stelkirk was walked, as we originally gave you. He wrenched his back in twisting away from an inside pass ball, as I told you, and ducked away from it. It was coming in right at his head, so it's now officially given as a walk and not hit by a pitch ball. So we're going into the last half of the eighth inning, the ninth inning. Now the batter coming up there is Gabby Hartnett, a 333 hitter in yesterday's game, a fellow who's been up twice in this game today, or three times in this game today, and fight out each time. He hit the ball hard, but right to the fielders, twice to DiMaggio, once way out there almost to the center field wall. So Hartnett is ready to step in the batter's box. Jake Powell is playing out in left field in place of Selkirk. Powell in left field. Selkirk has been taken out of the game, and Powell has been inserted in left field. Put him in your lineup in place of Selkirk. Gabby Hartnett up there at the plate. Ball has been thrown around the infield. Murphy has warmed up. He's now ready to pitch to Gabby. Three runs needed to tie up for the Cubs. And four to win. Score of the ball game, six to three in favor of the Yankees. Gabby swings the bat a couple of times. Murphy's ready. There's the windup on the pitch. A strike over the inside corner. Waist high. Strike one, the count to Gabby Hartnett. The last half of the line setting of the second game of the World Series. There's the windup, and here's the next one. Hartnett swings and misses for strike two. Strike two, the count to Gabby. As it starts his wind up very slowly. Here's the next pitch to Gabby Hartnett. Gabby gets the ball. Wide. Ball one. Making the count one and two. Ball one and strike two to count. Gabby stands up there swinging that bat. Johnny Murphy looks down that building. He gets his sign. Winds up. Here's the pitch. The ball is hit out the right field. It's a fly ball. An easy out to Tommy Hendricks in right field for the first out in the last half of the ninth inning. So twice, Gabby Hartnett has gone out on high five balls to right field and 
twice to center field. Andrews, Andrews and Hadley are both warming up down there in the bullpen for the New York Yankees in case they're needed. Johnny Murphy, however, is doing a pretty good job with the Yankees out there on the mound. He gets his side. He's ready to pitch now to Collins. And Collins hitting left-handed against him sends a grounder down on the ground to the second baseman, Gordon. Gordon over to Gehrig. Gordon fumbled momentarily, but recovered in time to pick up the ball and get it over to first base for the second out. That's two away in the last half of the ninth inning. And the batter coming up there now is Billy Jerkins. Billy Jerkins stepping in the batter's box. Jerkins steps in there, taps his bat on the plate. Looks out at Murphy. That's the Billy Jaggers to keep the Cubs in the ball game by getting a base hit here. If they expect to stay in their second game. However, the Yankees putting the game on ice in the first half of the ninth went into the lead six to three. Here's the pitch, and Jaggers gets a fast one a little bit low on the outside for ball one. Ball one the cut. Jaggers swings the bat a couple of times of timing while Murphy is getting his sign. Then he reaches over and pitches the ball in. It's a high foul in back of the plate and off to the right. Going into the right field section of the stands. Way back in the boxes. Ball one and strike one the cut. One and one the cut. Yankees leading six to three, the second game of the 1938 World Series. Here's the pitch, a ball high and on the outside for ball two, making the cut two and one to Bill Jurgis. Ball two and strike one the cut. Bill stands up there, swings his bat once or twice. Johnny Murphy is ready. Here's the wind-up in the pitch, and it's a ball inside and high for ball three, making the count three and one. All three and strike one the cut. Part of the 44,000-some-odd fans are ready to leave the ballpark and is starting out. But as we've said so many times before, no ball game is over until that last man is out. Three and one the count. Here's the pitch, and it's five for a ball. Ball four, and Jurgis goes down to first base on a walk. Jurgis didn't think he had ball four, and he hesitated momentarily and decided to get ready for the next pitch. But it was ball four, and Jurgis goes to first base. And some of the fans had to holler to him. And it was time to go down to first base. For all four, somebody hollered from the stands. And so Jackie starts down for first, and there he is. Billy Herman is coming in to tell the umpire Coles in back of the plate of a pinch batter who is coming up here in the last half of the ninth inning for the pitcher, Larry French. Got to be Phil Cavaretta. Cavaretta coming up. Cavaretta, I believe, batted 500 in yesterday's game. Attention. Attention, please. Cabrera at 500 in the first game of the World Series. He's coming up now as a pinch batter against Johnny Murphy. He's batting for French. Cabrera for French. Cabrera ready to step in the batter's box. Jurg is down on first base. Two down. We're in the last half of the ninth inning. Murphy is ready. There's a stretch. Here's the first pitch now to Cabrera and it's a ball. High on the outside for ball one. Two boys still warming up down there for the Yankees. Bumps Hadley and Harvey Andrews. Here's the pitch. A strike over the inside corner, a fastball. Harvey firing it right down the groove over the inside corner for a strike. Ball one and strike on the count. One and one. A man on first base and Bill Jurgis. And Phil Cabra out of the batter. Here's the pitch. He starts to swing but holds back. He gets a ball. High on the outside for ball two. Making the count two and one. Ball two and strike one. To Bill Cabaretta, a pinch batter in the last half of the ninth inning with two down and a man on first. Here's the pitch. The ball is hit on the ground. It's down and out to the Gordon, Flash Gordon's glove for a base hit, I believe. It'll be a single out the right field. Gordon went over, covering a lot of territory, and it goes as a hit. A 
just got a piece of that ball on the edge of his slot, but it goes as a hit going out to right field and begins the thousands of Cubs fans out here at the park tomorrow. Hope. Two runners around the base. Greg is down on second base and Cavaretta is down on first. Batter coming up there now is Stanley Hagel, who's had two hits for four six, batting 500 for the day today after batting 750 in yesterday's game. Matt stepping in the batter's box. Murphy gets ready, gets his side from Bill Dickey. And here's the first pitch to Hack, and it's a ball. Low on the inside for ball one. Ball on the gut to Stanley Hack. Two runners on the base. The score is six to three. There's a stretch to look toward second base by Johnny Murphy. Here's the pitch. Stanley Hack gets a strike. It came in at the knees and over the heart of the plate. A fastball. Making the count one and one. Ball one and strike one to Stanley Hack with two runners on the base. Dragers walk. Cavaretta single to right. After two, we're down in the last half of the ninth. Here's the pitch. The ball is hit for a smash down to Crossetti. He takes a line drive right at the ground. And he is out. Hack. Hits a line drive smash to Crossetti, the shortstop. And he is out for the third out. And the ball game is over. And the Yankees win the second game of the 1938 World Series by a score of 6-3. The last half of the ninth inning showed no runs, one hit, no errors. And there were two men left on the base. Totals for the... Time of the game was one hour and 53 minutes. And the totals on the game for New York, six runs, seven hits, two errors. For Chicago, three runs, 11 hits, no errors. There were two men left on the bases for the uh, New York Yankees, and there were seven men left on the bases by the Cubs. Those are the totals on the game officially as they've come to us on our speaker. John Harrington speaking to you, and now here again is Pat Planning. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? All ready to go on and tell you what happened in the ball game and speak about some of the ball players who seem to be the heroes. Rossetti, of course, getting his home run, which put them ahead and actually drove in what was the winning run. 42,108 people actually attended the ball game. $203,000. Is what was just two hundred five thousand four hundred and thirty-seven dollars. The official receipt two hundred five thousand four thirty-seven. Fifteen percent for the commissioner. Minus that thirty thousand eight hundred eight hundred and thirteen dollars. Thirteen fifty-five. That's what was minus for the commissioner. Well, as long as these things are coming over the loudspeaker, I might just as well go ahead and talk. Of course, today, we must say again that the hero of the series this afternoon was again this boy, Crossetti, who played a beautiful game. He started two double plays that pulled the Yankees out of bad spots and pulled Gomez out of bad spots. And then we have Crossetti, who hit a home run and actually drove in the winning run himself. He'd been aiming at that left field wall all afternoon. He had a hard, well-hit ball up into the stands, out near the 368-foot mark. The other man who showed Yankee power for the first time this afternoon was DiMaggio. He had no hits yesterday. He got a single in the second inning and came in and scored on that play on which Gordon hit a slow ball, and Jurgis and Hack both charged it. It rolled between them, and they hit each other and knocked each other down. That's how they got two of their runs. Then, of course, DiMaggio got a home run of a man aboard in the ninth inning. 
Dizzy Dean went out there with an arm that hurt him like a toothache, and you've got to give him credit for being a great soldier going up against the power attack of the Yankees. It took them eight innings to finally really get to him. And that was in the eighth and the ninth when they really got him down. The Yankees won by a score of six to three in a ball game that was hard fought and well played all the way through. Some sparkling infield plays, some sparkling outfield work. Rossetti, as I told you, tried very hard to get that ball out on left field, and three times Reynolds robbed him of hits by catches out in the left field corner. But that one one that he got, that one terrific wallop over the fence, made him, of course, the hero for the Yankees. However, we mustn't forget that Crossetti played a bang-up ball game himself, and on that last ball that was played, and was hit down there just a moment ago by Stan Hack, Crossetti came in fast, as if to play an ordinary ground ball, but he got the ball in his glove just about three inches above the ground while he was on the dead run. He hung on to that ball, stumbled, and hung on, and would not let go. He did a fine piece of work all afternoon. Of course, if the Cubs had won, there would have been someone be sure to write or talk about Ross being the goat on account of two errors. But the Cubs did not win, so that's all forgotten. And most of the play now will go to DiMaggio and Crossetti, particularly Crossetti, who drove in those winning runs. Dean pitched a great game, and you can see that when you stop and figure that during the time he was in, for eight innings and two men pitched two in the ninth, he still had only allowed seven hits. The two of those were home runs, each of the man aboard. He allowed two hits in the second, he allowed one hit in the fourth, and then he allowed two in the eighth, and finally they got to him for a hit in the ninth. A couple of hits, a single and a home run. So Dean tried very hard. Lefty Gomez now has a record, having won this ball game, the only man who ever won six straight World Series games. There were two other men who had won six World Series games, but in among those six, we find that there were two of them that went, or one of them, a piece, that went for losses. Two men won World Series games, and of course, the pitchers were Bender and Hoyt. They each have six to the record, but each one was charged with at least one defeat, whereas Gomez has just exactly six straight wins and no losses. It's a great ball game all the way through. The Yankees and the Cubs are going to play their next game at the Yankee Stadium down in New York. That, of course, is the stadium that most people speak of as the trick stadium in which the Yankees can take shots at certain parts of the field for those home runs. But there was nothing tricky about the home runs they got this afternoon. They were both well-hit balls. When they get down there, as far as Yankee Stadium being built as a trick stadium for home runs, the Cubs have exactly the same chance to hit the ball in those same spots. They haven't been aiming at them so long, but they still have that same chance. So when anybody tells you a ball field is built for a certain team, remember that the other team that goes in there to play has exactly the same advantage and the same disadvantages that the home team does. They may not be quite so accustomed to certain little things, but at the same time, it doesn't make an awful lot of difference, particularly when it's a series like this, where you've got to win four out of seven. The series isn't over by a long shot, but two of the boys have gone up there for the Cubs, and two of the boys have gone down. This is a well-played, a hard-hitting game this afternoon with the kind of thrills you like to see at a World Series. We've had a great time broadcasting for you this afternoon, Johnny Harrington and myself. We just want to tell you now that this broadcast of the World Series game between the Chicago Cubs and the New York Yankees has come to you from Wrigley Field, the home of the Cubs in Chicago. We return you to our studio.